first. Oh, there we go. Now we're recording. Okay. Now, now it's the intro. Now it's the intro. Is this the intro? I think. <laughs> Wait, we have an intro? I think so. Oh, what's that? People are going <laughs> to fucking hate this. Seen up gallery. <laughs> people are going to hate that shit. That's fine. Do people like that? I mean, I can't I th- imagine. Like, do we care first? Well, no. Okay. Then it really doesn't matter. But I think that, I think Bill cares. He's always giving me like pointers and shit. We listen to them always, Bill. And in fact, we talk so much about bettering this podcast based on your input. We do every time. We we spend thirty minutes going over Bill's show notes before we even start. I mean, that's why we're talking right now. I know. What time is it now? Holy shit! Seven. It is seven thirty-two. Holy was, shit! Thirty-two was, minutes. We spent thirty-two minutes going over Bill's show notes. I mean, last night he gave me a pep talk in the car. He's like, "Hey, man, just gotta say." You know, it was a shorter episode. It was really nice. I like that. It's still still two hours. Yeah, but he's he's well. He didn't finish it, but he he said he's digging it. You know, so he said that uh, you know, we need to add more sound effects. Yeah, I don't know what the buttons do. (laughs) To play it by ear. We need to program some buttons in there. Don't can't you program them? I can. Oh, see, we could get wild and crazy with that shit. We could have one that's just the fucking recorder. So we can just like bam hit that baby. <laughs> just get a little recorder shot. Yeah, like like if like if somebody's saying something that like instead of a bleep, oh we could, yeah, we, we could use recorder. a recorder. That's a good idea. That'd be fun. We should that, get that one would, that people would be like, oh, wonder what they said. We should get one that's just us saying fucking Bill. So every time we don't know a statistic, I just hit it. Oh, that would be amazing. Where the fuck is Bill? Where the fuck is Bill? Where the fuck is? <laughs> we need a where the fuck is Bill button. That's what we need. See, now we're now getting we're, into this. All right. we're, we're graduating. It took to us the 36 next level. episodes. It's okay. Dude, we needed Bill's critique. 36 episodes. We've been relatively consistent. We're like, what, a month and a half, two months away from hitting our year mark? 36? One year? That's fucking wild. Did you know? I figured it would, we'd hit a year mark. I wasn't worried about that. No? No. Did, were you? Were you like, I don't know? Like, what? Maybe just the consistency, and I and I know we've missed like a couple of weeks here and there, but I maybe I thought oh we would turn this into like a once a month thing. Oh, yeah, you know I think it's just like I think it it's too good for us. Yeah, you know, like it's like it, it when when I leave here and I'm done with this, I feel good, and so it's like I I want to do things that make me feel good and then put me in a good mindset and brighten my day. <laughs> Even when we talked about dark shit, you brighten my day, brother. That's what it is. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, this little window of time, you brighten my day. Um, and and I'm I was gonna talk to you about opportunities to brighten my day more often. Uh oh, like, yeah, like what? Like, like, <laughs> like at the gym. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Settle down, buddy. Settle down. Oh. I'm not. I'm not interested in that in that kind <laughs> of relationship with you. I love you, and I appreciate you. But I don't want to. I don't want to wreck our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> this is too special right now. Um, I was thinking, you know, couple maybe two nights a week. Yep. You know, something like that. We could go throw around some weights. So you uh, you recently went to the gym. Yep. Twice. You, Been there twice. You need one more trip, right? You yep. got to get your program set. Yep. That's Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and I'm the reg. You're the what? The regular. Oh, I thought you said the rag. The rag. <laughs> I'm the reg. That's it. As well, you know, you go to the store and you get a bag. So you could be a, a reg. So, wait. What? Bag. 
Yeah, bag. Yeah, it's a bag. It's That's a, what I, it's a Wisconsin. You didn't say bag. You said bag. Is it supposed to be bag? Bag. Bag. B A G is bag. That's what I said. Bag. <laughs> you said bag. Bag. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a Wisconsin thing. It's a it's a Wisconsin accent. Okay, so is it rag or rig? I can't say it the right or wrong way. I don't know the way I'm supposed you to. You mean say like it. rag? Rig. <laughs> rag. It's a rig. Rag. We go. We rag. go get the rig. rig. Yeah, it's a rag. 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 Rock. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. This is amazing. So I've heard this so many times, but I've never actually like listened to myself say these words. Yeah. So it's bag, bag, rag, rag. Wait, say those again slower. Bag. Is bag that the, wait, bag. is that the right way or the no. wrong way? Bag. Bag. You bag. <laughs> bag. <laughs> yeah, like say bat. Bat. Okay. Bag. Bat. You don't say bag. Ba- you don't say I'm gonna go bag. get a bait. I'm gonna go get a bat. Bait. <laughs> rag. So say bat and bag. Bat bag. Okay, so now you got them. That's how it sounds. All right. That's for- five ten. Listen to that, Mark Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> so Dylan, I'm talking on the phone on Dylan with Dylan. I'm talking on the phone with my son Dylan, who's living in Washington right now and going to school there. And he says, Dad, the funniest fucking thing happened. Dad. He said, Dad. <laughs> He said, "Dead, hey, dad." No, he didn't say dead. He says, "Dad." It's well, bat, dad. Those words is it like a? It's a normal hard a. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, uh, there you go. Okay, okay. <laughs> so he says, he says, in class, we're watching uh, a movie or a show on on the TV because um, that's another thing people in Wisconsin say. We say the TV, not TV. It's the TV. On the TV. I picked that up. It's yeah. weird. I think I say that like intentionally. To I sound like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, like saying the internet? Exactly. Like know? it's intentional. Yeah. I, I know what I'm I know what I'm saying that. I, right, but it's like uh I don't know, it's a it's a thing that I don't, people don't say other places. Usually I add an S to those on the TVs and the internets. Oh uh, well yeah, you do do that. You're like Donnie Baker. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. So Dylan says, we're watching this show um, because all of our work was done, and uh, it's a fucking Scooby-Doo cartoon. And he goes, they went to Wisconsin. And I go, they went to Wisconsin? He goes, yeah, it was amazing. He's like, <laughs> he's like, everybody sounded like, he goes, do you know what people think of people from Wisconsin? He's like, they make us sound like idiots. <laughs> it's like, like, like we're Canadians or something. Like we got this super yeah, high. It's, yeah, it's like the really up north accent. Yeah, it's way up north. And he goes, so at the very beginning of the show, they're driving down the road. And he goes, and all they're talking about is cheese and the Green Bay Packers. Like, that's all we think about in Wisconsin is the cheese and the Green Bay Packers. And then they get to this inn, and the innkeeper is like, well, hi there. How y'all doing now? Hey, Derek, it's time to go inside. And and he goes, I started laughing so hard in class. And he goes, and nobody got it. (laughs) It goes, nobody's like, that's what they really think. Yeah. sound like. Isn't that more youper? It's totally a Uper accent, yeah. But people when they want to the portray, <laughs> when they want to portray it on TV, mm-hmm. oh, people who listen to this know damn sure know what a Uper is. They have to. If not, look it up. Well, what's the um, what's the uh, uh the play in the movie about the Uper guys in the in the cabin? I have no idea. Oh shit. Bill Arbogast has played this 
part many times. Um, we need the fucking bell button. Oh, wrong. That's nope. not it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the button when when some magical brain stuff. Don't hit the up. pink button. Yeah, the, the the pink magical. one is is magical. Um, it's not guys on ice. It's uh, uh guys up north. No, it's men not in guys. a cabin. It's, it's <laughs> fuck. Keep going. No, I. It's it's uh, uh Jeff um Bridges. Not Jeff Bridges. What's the Jeff Daniels? Okay, he, from uh, uh, Dumb and Dumber. He was in it. He was one of the head guys. I can't think of the name, but someone right now is listening, going, "Fuck, it's this." And and uh, all right, I don't know. Either way, that's how they talk in the whole thing. Oh, sure. and it's really fun, you know. But because we're we're from Wisconsin, I'm not like from from Wisconsin, but kind of from Wisconsin by now. I've lived more time in my life in Wisconsin than out. That I know that we don't sound like that, like. I don't think I've ever met anybody in Wisconsin that actually sounds like that. Maybe because you sound like it and it sounds normal. Because I say big. <laughs> bat, bag, bag. I love the way you got to, you're like, bat, 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 bat. No, it's, I, I don't, but I've never really done much traveling in like northern, northern Wisconsin sure. where people sound like that. Heavy. Like that. Yeah. You know, like I've been, in northern Wisconsin, like, for a weekend. But it's like I never really spent any time talking to locals. You know, I went up there on a little vacation. Yeah, when we lived in Appleton, there was, um, there was a couple people from uh, way up north that would come and visit the facility. It was an indoor sports facility, so mm -hmm. they'd come play baseball and shit like that. And they had they had, they had a heavier accent. A little, little thicker. A little thicker. It's interesting, though, when you move, like, your accent changes. So my buddy moved out. Uh, to Seattle, like right out of college, and we came and met, and he, he started talking like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and he had all that Washington fucking Seattle accent shit going on. I'm like, dude, was he doing the up speak? Yeah, and he's like, "Man, it's only been like six months. Come on." Oh my god. Okay, so I'm totally guilty of if I go into a different environment, and they're they're. Uh, uh, dialect or their their whatever their accent is different than mine. I adopt it pretty quick, yeah. yeah. And and I think part of it is just like is like uh, uh like getting into the 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 flow of like the conversation or whatever. And I feel like if I, I it's not a conscious thing. It's just like it just fucking happens. Yeah. Like when I go to my when I go to my grandparents in Texas, they start saying y'all, hmm. like. I, I I don't say fixin' to. That's one I, I don't adopt right away. It takes me a while to ever say fixin' to, but but y'all is so easy to say. Sure. And they say in the South and especially in Texas, they say y'all all the time. Right. Hey y'all, you know. And so it's like I, I even say it now sometimes just because I like it. Um. But I will. I I'll even pick up a little accent when I'm down there mm. after like maybe fucking week. Sure. So I would be, I would be your guy that you're like, fuck dude, you've been down there for like six months. You, you what know, the hell's this? but if I came back to Wisconsin, I would say Wisconsin. I wouldn't say Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I wouldn't say Wisconsin. I'm going to Wisconsin. You know, there's a funny thing. The word Oregon. 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 Right. So if you're from out West, it's the state of Oregon. Right. But if you're Wisconsin, it's Oregon. But Oregon, the, the town of Oregon. Right. 
But then everybody in Wisconsin calls the state of Oregon, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, which one are you fucking talking about? The town or the state? Because the state's Oregon. You know, and it's like, well, no, it's not. From he- If you're around from here, if you're from around here, it's Oregon. And it's like, well, how's it spelled? How's Oregon spelled? O-R-E-G-O-N. Oregon. It's not origami. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I don't know what Oregon Oregon. is. Oregon. Yeah. But out there, it's Oregon. Well, that's their problem. No, it's everybody's problem. It's just you got to learn the fucking dialect. I mean, to to be fair. To be fair. (laughs) If it's your home state, you should, you can tell other people how to say it. That's right. That's right. Um, The the upspeak, though, when I was in Seattle, and I noticed a little bit of it in in, uh, Southern California, too. That's annoying. Have you heard up speak though? Like, I probably have, but I'm not familiar. Maybe with the. I'm phrase. so happy that we are all here, and it's oh. going to be so much fun, and we're going to do this. And what would you like in your latte? And 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 it's just like and it's just like what? Why are you fucking doing all this shit with your voice? It's like I want a latte. It's going to be twelve ounces. Put some espresso in there and some oat milk. Not oat milk. It's oat milk. oat milk, yeah, or or half and half or whatever. But it's um, <clears throat> it's weird. Huh. It's a weird thing. Like maybe it's weird to me because it's not like a like a natural like accent. Sure, like where people grow up in a specific area in the United States, there are natural accents. You got the southern accent, the up north accent, the east coast accent, the west coast accent. There's like all these things, but they created their own accent. You know, and so it's just like, I don't know. Mm. It's it's like it's fashionable or something. Like if like if you if you do this up speak, you're part of the club. Not my club. Fuck that, brother. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen the videos of uh, non Wisconsinites trying to say Wisconsin cities? No. Oh, they are like they, are they good? They're hilarious because they use all the like the weird ones like Ashwabanon and mm. weird shit like that. Kakana. If you ever yeah. actually look at Kakana, which I used to live in Kakana, mm-hmm. it's a really weird word to look at, let alone pronounce. Yeah, there's there's uh, like uh, Manitowoc. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, here's the thing though Ashwabanon, Manitoba. They're Manitoba's Canada. Still, it's hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> Manitoba is actually like over. On the like, <laughs> like central the western side of Canada, <laughs> I don't know why, I but that's all good because you're like all you were in a zone. I was in that youper zone. Just feel like it's a good word, Manitoba. <laughs> I feel like it's a good word. <laughs> so, um, in Idaho, it's this. I think it's the same in a lot of states that ha- that were heavily populated with Native Americans. Sure, because in Idaho, that's like it's a, it's the same. Here, I'll, I'll show you something. I want to see if you can pronounce this. Um, Mequon. Mm-hmm. Pronounce this word. Shatek, yeah. That's kind of a okay. hard one, too. Pronounce that. Camia? That was about the fucking closest. It's Camii. Okay. Okay. So, wait. That's the town I grew up in. Okay. Um. Here's another one. I said Kamiya. It was K A M I A H. Yeah. This one here. What's that? 
Kuskia. Kuskia. Kuskia, yeah. It's Kuski. Okay. The A is silent. Yeah. So it's like, it's these spellings of words that are Native American spellings. Sure. Are, are taken from their the way they say it. And I think that's probably why so many, if any, any state that had a heavily Native American population, population, we're talking here. Oh, oh was Manitoba? <laughs> fucking Manitoba is Canada, bro. I know, but still. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there was plenty. Like I think there were a lot of communities in Canada that are named after Native American words. Yeah. For that place, and the, another interesting part is like the Native American words were different per tribe, right? Per per region. So like, someone might say like this is a like a. A high peak with a flat surface on top would be called one word, so they'd name the town that in in Idaho, but then it'd be a different town name in, you know, Wisconsin that might mean the same thing. So yeah, yeah. so just all it's, it's it's a thing. Superior state, Wisconsin. So you gave your friend some shit. Yes. Long story short, yeah. <laughs> All right. Glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> Open the door to some some fucking dialect on a early on a Sunday morning. Fucking Bill. <laughs> what? I don't know. I got you nothing, don't know. You got I got fucking jack shit. So before we before we dug into that, we we're like, oh, we should talk about some shit. Yeah, but we we're talking about some controversial shit. I know. Let's dig into some controversial shit. I believe A-Rod is playing today. That's oh. the first thing. I'm, I'm avoiding your controversial shit. Okay, that's fine. So A-Rod is going to play today. Damn right. Um, from what I understand, he uh, like dialed back some of his statements from the Pat McAfee show, mm-hmm. um, which I don't, I don't know. Which ones? I don't know which ones. I oh. just read that he, like, he, he backtracked on some of his. Because I'm pretty sure he's on that show weekly. He is. He's on the show whenever it's on. He's on it. Like that's my son Connor. He listens to the Pat McAfee show all the time, and he really likes Aaron Rodgers because he learned about who he was mm-hmm. on the Pat McAfee mm-hmm. show. And I gotta say, like, like when we talked about when Rodgers had that press conference, and that was the first time I'd really ever heard him talk and articulate where he comes from and how he feels, and and I gained a lot of respect for him because. He he was making decisions based on morals and and like because he cares about his teammates and yes he's a little bit arrogant and yes he's got you know these issues like that like he's a superstar but at the same time like I liked him you know yeah this is uh, the preseason off or off season drama press conference yeah, yeah it was it was the that one um and uh, and then when I listened to him on the Pat McAfee show. He seemed like um, he seemed less like he seemed more like he's defending himself. Mm-hmm. You know, like he was. Uh, he said, "I'm being I'm being uh, attacked by the woke mob and all this stuff." And so he got on this very defensive rant, and I think that <clears throat> like he was coming from a different place than he was at that press conference, where he was confident in where he was saying, and he was just explaining why he was doing what he was doing. And what he's going to do moving forward, you know. And with this thing he did on the Pat McAfee show, it was like, it, like the shit got to him almost. Mm-hmm. 
you know. And he started saying, like, my now good friend Joe Rogan. Like, he just met the guy over a phone call or something, and Joe told him whatever cocktail of, of drugs he took to make him better when he was when he had COVID. And it's like, when you say things like that, I think you you lose people because it doesn't seem genuine, you know? It's like, like, all of a sudden, him and Joe Rogan are great friends, and they'd never even really been friends before. And it's like, and Joe Rogan's a polarizing figure as it is, and he's using that, you know, as part of his defense of why he did what he did. And so it's just like, it was hard for me to, to like, get behind some of the stuff he was saying. I don't, I don't disagree with a person's choice, you know, but I also, I feel like if you're part of a system like the NFL, like how do you, you got to be um, transparent, I guess sure. is what I'm saying. Sure. And his lack of transparency, I think, was was why he got so... Um, well, he lost a lot of a lot of people's faith. Sure, yeah, I think it was just uh, sure people felt misled. Yeah, more than anything. How, what do you think about it, Kyle? Crowley? Um, yeah, I, I uh, <clears throat> so in in honesty, I don't know what he had claimed prior to getting COVID, other than he was immune immunized. He, but I don't know in what context, um, and whatnot. And it sounds like the NFL and the Packers were well aware of what he thought that meant. Yep. Um, so it seems like it's a little bigger than just him as well. It's totally bigger than just him. That's And that's the problem that everybody has with attacking just him. Yeah. You know. Is um, I mean, I have every – we've said this before. It's. I feel like he has the right to take a shot or not. Yep. I don't care if he does or doesn't. Um, yeah, and then as far as like the – the McAfee show, I'm sure he did get defensive if someone's attacking him like that. Um, seems like it's a more casual setting than a press conference, so it might be easier to go off on a tangent. I think it is, and and he's got, like, McAfee was amping him up. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's what he does. That's what McAfee does, right? Yeah. Um, to claim the Joe Rogan thing, I feel like if you feel like you're getting attacked, you're going to use what weapons you have, and if you have a powerful f- person on your side that's going to probably instantly give you 5 million people on your side, mm-hmm. yeah, you're probably going to use it yep. for sure. Um, I do like the comment. I think he made a comment uh, that he's an athlete, not a activist or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I appreciate that. Yeah, He just wants to come to his job. Cool. Yeah, I'm for it. Let's win some football. I like that too. I really do. I appreciate that a lot. I, never, I, think, I forgot he said that. I think when sports in general, specifically in the last, I guess it would be two years, started going the activist like messaging route, they lost a lot of people. I think it's been longer than that. I think even ever since Trump got into office, sure, people had to take a stand. What side are you on? Sure, and I think that really hurt sports. Just because I think so many people view sports to get, because it's a game, and they don't want to have to... Like, if I'm watching a football game, the last thing I want to do is sit here and think about the real world. I want to watch mm. a fucking football game. Yeah, but you watch football differently than, like, say, a 14-year-old kid who's Aaron Rodgers is his hero. 
Right. You know, <clears throat> I think that's the problem with sports. Not the, I'm not even going to say that's not the problem with sports. I think that's the thing about sports heroes is that I know when I was growing up, I had sports heroes. And it was like those sports heroes came on TV and they would say, eat your Wheaties, make sure you have a good breakfast, make sure you stretch out, make sure you do your schoolwork. They use that message. They use that that polarizing hero figure to spread a message, and they got paid well to do it, mm-hmm. right? But so, that message was <clears throat> was nothing controversial. Well, maybe it was. Maybe, like, eat your Wheaties. Maybe Wheaties has fucking full of sugar and shit, and it's really not okay. good for kids' teeth. In I, that sense, yes. In a, in a political sense. In a, it's not political, 100%. Right, right. But, like, if a political party like was like, hey, we'd really like you to fucking sit down and do this ad for us, and we'll pay you $16 million, you know, it's like, it's always money talks, you know, and it's like, well, if I align with that already, mm-hmm. why not, mm-hmm. you know? But then you're taking a superstar and you're turning them into a political activist, you know, and that's, and I agree with you, like that's where you, where the line gets changed, but it's not surprising because it's all about making money, you know, it's like, or it's about being on the right side of history, they'll say, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, how do you feel about the abortion law? It's like, because, you know, if you sit on this side of the abortion law, well, then you're going to get, like, you know, canceled over here. But if you sit on this side of it, you're going to get canceled over there. So it's a pretty touchy subject. But then the camera's always in your fucking face, and people are always going to ask because they want to know because it's, it's like little sound bites of media that sells, you know, information to people on their computation devices. <laughs> you know, it's computation like... Computation Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a computation device, man. Don't you know that? You know what I'm saying? You sit down in the morning, read your morning news on the whatever, yeah. and it's like you get a click. You get a click because some superstar got a quote in there that says they believe in this. And it's like that motherfucker or damn right, you know, whatever you're going to look at it as. It's all about money. See, but then your polarizing reaction as well. Like why can't we just have a, okay, reaction? <laughs> to me, I to me, no, no, no. You, I, I, I know you're giving an example. I understand. To that, me, though. that's the problem with most things is it's all become clickbait for money. Yep. It's all misleading on both sides. It's all just a fucking headline to try and get you to read an article that doesn't tell you actually shit to try and get you to so you can click it. Mm-hmm. And then people have been doing it for so fucking long that the mindset is fuck that guy or damn fucking right. Yep. You don't want to know the real mindset is okay, great. Right. Well, like, don't fucking care. <laughs> if you if you're if you can be um neutral enough to see it for what it is is that someone's just trying to get you to click something and that most of the information out there is is completely biased and that you're only seeing one you're only seeing one side of the story. Mm-hmm. You know, so like what we're finding out in a trial that's happening in Wisconsin right now, Kyle Rittenhouse, you're yeah. like, like, it's controversial. So I I remember, well, let's, okay, we can wrap we up. Can, no, no, we can dive right in. Let's All right. keep going, flow with uh, it. I, re- I remember seeing the first, like, uh, news blurbs about the Rittenhouse bit. Mm-hmm. And it's like the 17-year-old kid came to Wisconsin armed to the teeth, 
saying that he's going to protect the shoe store, and he ends up killing three people, murdering them in cold blood in the street. And it's like because of it's a heightened of sense, and he had this gun, and there was no, like, all this stuff. And then a couple videos came out because I watched both sides of the news. I saw a couple videos come out where one of the guys he shot was chasing after him with what appeared to be a gun. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, fucking, if I've got a gun and someone's chasing me with the gun, somebody's probably going to get shot and I don't want it to be me. Right. You know, so, like, I get that one. Okay, so scratch that off. That looks like he's defending himself. Some fucking dude's chasing him down, tackles him to the ground, he's going to shoot him because he's got a gun. I get that. The other ones I didn't know. Ultimately... My opinion was always of, what the fuck is this fucking 17-year-old kid doing showing up in a state that's not his with a, with a high-powered rifle so he could walk through the streets with it? Right. That's my, always been my opinion. That was the dumbest fucking thing in the world, and he never should have been here. And I put that on his folks. I really do, because they're the ones that brought him. They fucking gave him a yep. ride here. Yep. But it's like now, the information that's coming out in the prosecution of Kyle Rittenhouse, their own witnesses are saying, yeah, it was pretty much self-defense. Yeah. That's the understanding I've got. Yeah, like all the defense witnesses just basically made the case for the prosecution. I'm sorry, the prosecution witnesses made the case for the defense. Yeah. What's your take on it? What was it like when you first saw what was going on? Well, I rec- uh, I don't think I knew about it or heard about it immediately like the night of or whatever Mm -hmm. Um, because I don't honestly I don't sit here and I don't watch like major news outlets because it is so quick to judge and most of the time they don't have facts Mm -hmm. and frankly it's still like that while this case is going on there's been fucking news anchors and shit calling him a murderer before he's been tried for murder of course like that isn't how it works (laughs) um but anyways, as the information came out, yeah, I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? What? That's the biggest thing is, what the fuck are you doing here? Now, taking a, taking away the mistakes of what the fuck are you doing here, mm-hmm. the actual things he's on trial for, yeah, it kind of, I was never, I'm never quick to judge or I try not to be, and I'm not perfect at that, obviously, but it's like, okay, the facts are coming out. The more facts you get, the more it's like, yeah, this kid shouldn't have been here but it looks like yeah he was pretty much acting in self-defense getting hit over the head with the skateboard guy had a gun pistol and was pointing him he didn't kill that guy Mm-mm. um and then it looks like there's video of this other guy that rittenhouse didn't follow but actually was following him and was like chasing him down too or something i yeah. mean it's just it seems like a messy situation and i and i feel like people are polarized on it where again Regardless of what happens, one side's going to flip shit. If he comes, if it comes out and he gets a verdict of not guilty on the murder part or whatever, I think there's like six. He's, he's up against six counts and possible lesser counts. Okay. See, and I don't know how that works. So I was reading about it this morning a little bit. Um, so he's up for six counts, and five of the six counts are basically wrapped up in the homicide department. Mm-hmm. 
you know, first degree, second degree, willful homicide, um, accidental, whatever that's called. Uh, uh, unintentional. Unintentional, da-da-da-da-da. And the sixth account, sixth count is um, being a minor with possession of a firearm in the state of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So that's for sure going to happen. Yeah, he like, fucking had the gun, right. That's, that's for sure going to happen. The other five, if as it shakes out, if it keeps shaking out like it is, he's going to get self-defense on him. And so they're opening up to you less. You can't say that. I you don't know. I it, don't know. I, I feel like as in my take, yeah, based on what I've seen of the the trial, mm-hmm. yes, he's going to get self-defense. Yeah, that's a great way of saying it. Based on what I've read and what I've heard and what I haven't seen of the I would, trial. But yeah, I, I would lean towards self I would lean towards they're probably going to give him self-defense. I'm not there. I don't hear all of it, so I Correct. can't say that. But if he only gets self-defense, they are opening up to lesser charges. I think this is kind of fucked up, but I think it's to appease people that say he needs to get hit with something. Even See, if it's... Even if it ends up being like involuntary manslaughter or some shit like that, or reckless endangerment because when he was shooting, bullets were going by innocent bystanders that weren't attacking him, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. So I think those are the things that are like that they might get him on, where it's like, well, we got him on some stuff, you know, and it's like, because you're right. There's going to be a whole section of the population that's going to lose their fucking shit one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And when it's so split down the middle, that's a big fucking chunk of people. Yeah. You know, it's, and so from a, a governmental standpoint, it's like, fuck, how do we mitigate pissing off half of our country? You know, like it's see, but the the thing with that and with other charges is you're going to fucking, you have someone on trial, you're going to divert the law or due process or whatever to appease a mass group of people right. who are pissed off. That's fucked up. It's totally fucked up. So it, on one hand, you've got people saying this is only here because it's they're trying to appease that group. Mm-hmm. Because when you look at the evidence, this prosecutor is either worthless or he's got jack shit. Right. Based on what I've seen. Yeah. Um. So if he does get a guilty verdict, you're going to have a whole shitload of people saying this is purely political and this is only yep. because of this. And if you don't, then you're going to get people saying, oh, the system's racist and designed for the white guy and blah, 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 blah. It's like, just look at the fucking trial and I don't know what to tell you guys, but or you can't take shit so one way or another. Or fuck them all and say, this is the fucking law. That's see that's, that's my approach. That's where I think I think that they have if they want to reduce the amount of polarization, say this is the way the law is written. We're not doing any extra, we're not doing any less and and throughout the prosecution, the jury decided this. We didn't offer the jury any more options of criminal charges they could add because, you know, they think he should have something these are the things he's accused of. Is he guilty or is he not guilty? Mm-hmm. And what's his punishment if he's guilty? And that's it. And the judge gets to decide an even-handed punishment. But 
politics have seeped so deep into the judiciary system mm -hmm. that it's like people don't even feel like there's a fair impartial and impartial judiciary system right now. You know, with like, look at the Supreme Court. It's like, it's so fucking, like, they have an oath to not be political. But they're obviously political. It's like they obviously take a side, you know. And so that's why there's so many splits, you know. And so it's like, why do you think Trump wanted these guys in, 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 and not these guys? And why do you think Biden wanted these guys in and not these guys? It's like, because they serve their side, you know. There's mm -hmm. a reason they get appointed by a certain political party is because they lean more towards that party. When was the last time you heard a Supreme Court justice get appointed not based on their their leanings but based on their merits? You know, I mean obviously they have to have merits and they have to go through the whole trial like Kavanaugh had to go through when he got appointed, you know, and you got to get scrutinized and all that, but still it's I think people are losing faith in the whole system. Yeah, I would agree. And so if the system would just fucking revert back to this is the law. No personal opinion, no nothing. This is it. Well, that's what the Supreme Court is supposed to do. It's supposed to do. It's supposed to read and interpret the Constitution. So what do you say? What do you think happens? What happens if he, um, what happens if Mr. Kyle Rittenhouse only gets the 17-year-old minor with a gun charge and he's like, I mean, that's got to be a slap on the wrist. Like, I, it can't be like, I, I can't imagine that it comes with a hefty sentence or fine. No, I'm sure, I'm, I'm, I would imagine in this context, and I'm not a lawyer and I don't know, based on everything that's happened, I'm sure that would be a, a fine and then surrender of firearms and then maybe... Uh, prohibited from owning firearms? I don't for, know. For a period of time. I think... I, th I Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know law. I don't know. Well, let's think about it. It's fucking Wisconsin. Yeah. How many times have have probably people caught sure. a 17-year-old with a firearm in the state of Wisconsin? Sure. So... Going out hunting or something like yeah, that. Yeah, as a, as a, um, as a lawyer... I'm going to look back at every single yeah. case in the state there's of Wisconsin. There's got to be some precedents there. That there's precedents that's like, wait a minute. So 112 out of 113 times in the last five years, a 17-year-old got caught with a gun. They got like, they can't have a gun until they're 18. They yeah, can't hunt until they're 18 or, or 21 or something like that. Like, you know, so there's got to be a precedence there. So that again, for the prosecution, it's like they don't have a lot mm -hmm. to to like pin on him, other than that. So if that's all he gets, like what happens? Like what happens to all the media outlets that are like they're gonna? Okay. This guy's a this guy's a this, murderer. This guy's yep. this. He's this. All these things. What's well, first that? off, he's probably gonna turn around and sue all those media outlets for calling him a murderer and for mm. for fucking slander. Yep. Um. Which I'm okay with. Yeah, I am too. You got to fucking keep them honest. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about people trying to sway mindsets, like you're labeling someone probably one of the worst things you could label them prior yeah. to them being tried as such. Mm -hmm. Like murder and rapist. Those are like the things, right? Yeah. Um, and I, 
I mean, the sad truth, I feel like there's going to be two things that could happen. If he only gets the firearm thing, you're going to see news outlets flip shit, and you're probably going to see riots, and you're going to hear all about how the system is fucked. And why, why riots? Because that's just my opinion. No, 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 I know, but I, why do you fight? Why does your opinion lead towards you think there's going to be riots? Because as I look back at the last couple of years, every time something has happened that um, a more progressive side of things would feel is wronged, there seems to be rioting. Or I shouldn't say that. Let me rephrase that. I think there's protests that ultimately lead to rioting. And I think that because I feel like at the same token, there's a key set of the extremes on one side mm-hmm. that initiate that. Who's going to protest? Everyone who feels wrong, man. Okay. I'm just, that's my yeah. thought is there's going to be a protest on how fucked the system is and how, how a white man got away with murder. That's going to be the storyline. Anyways, and then that protest is going to get turned into the same thing that we saw with the BLM stuff where an extremist. Do you think it's different that he didn't, that, that a white man murdered white men? Hmm? Do you think that's going to be a, do See, you think that's going to make a difference? This is the really weird thing. There's another trial going on. Mod Arbery. Exactly. And the fact that that's not getting more news coverage is bizarre to me because that is actually a really fucked up case it's where super fucked up. Two or three, three dudes chased this guy around and then ended up fucking killing him. Yeah. That's a super fucked up case. So why that's not getting more news coverage because that fits a narrative. So it fits a narrative, but the media must must believe that there's more traction in the Rittenhouse case than there is in the Mott Arbery case. Is that because to a commoner who doesn't know the facts, it's pretty black and white on what the hell happened with the Odd Mary case? Ahmad Arbery? Yeah. I think probably. I'm sure that has something to do with it. I'm sure that uh, uh, I don't know this. Like, uh, this is coming off the top of my head. Maybe because there's been so many cases of white men attacking black men in the last 10 years that it's like having a white man with a rifle shooting other white men in the streets is different. Like, it's like more controversial. I don't know how it could be, but it's obviously the media has chosen that one. Over the Ahmad Arbery case, I'm still seeing some stuff about the Ahmad Ahmad Arbery case, but not near as much as Rittenhouse. Yes, you haven't seen anything on it. In my morning news feeds, there'll be, but it's like it's far more like the Rittenhouse case will get paragraphs, mm-hmm. and Ahmad Arbery will get a mention. You know, maybe even in the Rittenhouse trial, they'll talk about a similar trial happening. Da 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 da. Or another trial. Yeah, the only the only thing I've heard on that case was someone was bashing the Rittenhouse trial and then posted the thing from the Armory. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's location. Maybe because uh, Mod Arbery was was where was that on the East Coast? Right? Is that out east or where was that? No, that's down in like uh, was it South? South. Yeah. Where was it? Georgia, maybe. Okay. Because it's like. Maybe See, this is what I mean. I don't even know exactly. Because. 
like, and maybe it's just local politics. Maybe not much shit happens in the Midwest. Yeah. You know, and the fact that it is in Wisconsin, but I mean, even I, I subscribe to national um, newsletters mm-hmm. from news media and outlets, and the national ones have more coverage of the Rittenhouse than they do Ahmaud Arbery. Mm. Um, it's a, uh, and it, and it might be because the prosecution is like fucking in trouble, and maybe because it's like the media went so far with Rittenhouse. And then dug their heels in so deep, and now as the as as the prosecution's trying him, and all the witnesses are making it seeming to make it sound a little more like self defense than everybody else said it was, maybe because it's done such a one eighty. The possibility of a one eighty that this kid who everybody thought was for sure gonna hang, might get off on a minor with a weapon charge. I think there's different motives. What's the, what do you think the motives are? I think the motives are the, I can't say the name. I'm really sorry. Ahmad Arbery. Ahmad Arbery. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that's more cut and dry what happened. It's more uh, tacked up to individual or I guess in that case, what is that? A family issue where this they can push a narrative of gun control white supremacist uh trumpism this kid was in fact you know what i mean yeah it can it can touch on more things other than one topic of racists or whatnot yep. racism so they can they can push four separate agendas in this one case presuming a guilty verdict so i honestly feel like the media wants that to happen well and see the right have tied themselves to written house right Correct. And and they did not tie themselves to these three guys that killed Amart Arbery because they know that there's video evidence of them fucking chasing this yeah. guy down. Like they know they Again, don't want to like be tied to that. The facts are a lot more cut and dry, I feel yeah. like, with that. Um so, and I shouldn't say they're more cut and dry because again, I've watched the Rittenhouse thing and that feels cut and dry to me as well. Just the opposite way of right. what maybe a mass feels like it wants to happen. Um so, so with with Rittenhouse, and I was just thinking about how he like there were after the shooting and all those things, there were all these the the media splashing pictures of him mm-hmm. with like uh, Trump gear on, and then the um, the flag with the red line and the flag with the blue line, and all the the all the right wing propaganda, you know, points of like this is who I am, you know, like his his mm-hmm. uh, attire. Like, you know, and I, I feel like my guess is, is that the right wing machine, whatever you want to call it, the super right, we're like, we need this guy. Like, this guy's are going to be our post poster boy. Because maybe they knew, like, they saw all the other videos that the, that the left wing media wasn't posting, mm-hmm. you know, and they knew. That 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 the left wing media is gonna fucking lose on this one, and we want to we want to be on his side. Sure. So they're like, could they're they could they be like grooming him, and like sending him shit, and like we got your back, and like if you need a lawyer, you know, you know that his fucking lawyers are being paid for by somebody, yeah, not they him. Did, they did crowdfunding, which got, which ironically got pulled from social media. They did crowdfunding to, yeah, for his raised, lawyers, but he, he raised, doesn't have any backing from from like the NRA dollars. or anything like that. I don't know. I don't know for I don't know for that. Um, but I know like 
they did, yeah, they did crowdfunding for his defense, and he raised $2 million, but Facebook pulled it. Really? Yeah. I did not hear about that. That's Well, they actively were raising or crowdfunding for bail on rioters during shit like that, and that never got pulled. So, see, there's a lot of weird shit that goes on here. That's so fucked up. So, anyways. That's so fucked up. Yeah, I think uh, it's always hard to tell what came first, right? The chicken or the egg. So is the right, like, is this their poster kid or is the right see it as this kid's getting attacked and there's certainly a defense here, so we're going to help him? I don't know. I think it's both. I, I'm sure there's a level of both. I think Absolutely. it's both. Um, there was a, a a call from the NRA back when, um, what was the school shooting where the two kids went in and shot everybody then shot themselves? The Dylan Klebold and, was that Columbine? Yeah, it was probably like one of the first okay, ones. Okay, right? yeah. So there was a, a released audio call for the heads of the from the heads of the NRA um, after that happened, and it was to, like to whom? It was a conference call. Oh, okay, okay. It was like internal. NRA. It was okay. It was an internal conference call amongst the heads of the NRA deciding what their stance is going to be after this happened because they know. People are going to come after guns, mm-hmm. you know, and the, and it was like, do we, do we give them money? Do we give the victims money? Does that make us look bad? Does that make us look like we're accepting responsibility? And, and, and one of them's like, fuck no, we don't give them money. We just stand by the guns aren't the problem. The people are the problem. And then, and then it was like, uh, um, oh, how did it go? Now, now I, I lost a little bit. Fuck. Um, so basically it was, it was this internal NRA call that basically said, how do we position ourselves to come out of this clean or, or like, how do we make ourselves look good? And do we like, how do we invest in this? So, so like, um, their political, like clout doesn't get damaged. Like they don't get Mm -hmm. damaged. Um, and it was, uh, it was very, like a very self-serving call in regards regardless of like how many kids died or anything else, all they were worried about was like how they were going to look coming out of this great tragedy. And it was, it was uh, very telling. Oh, one of the things I was going to say that I remember from the call was they were talking about the, this Uber gun activists, the people that show up to rallies with their ARs and strapped across their chests and the 45 on their hip and we, the people and all of that stuff they're like, we don't want those wackos showing up. We don't want the crazies with all their guns and all their wackadoodle ideas. We don't want the weirdos out there representing us. And so they were calling their own people, their own NRA hoorah people, wackos, weirdos, and and like crazies, you know. And it's like, but they would never tell them that at their at their rallies, you know. And so like the stance that they ended up taking when they had a big rally was Charlton Heston was he was their big speaker and uh he had in his speech fuck i'm going to have to look it up because it was pretty good um it was uh uh bear with me here long uh radio silence we need the fucking bill button <laughs> we need the fucking bill button um it was um, 
I'm I'm still going here. You can just delete this shit out no, if you're you need to. We're gonna have the the radio silence. Was there crickets on this thing? Rim shot. Hold <laughs> <laughs> um, on for a while. Holy shit. Stop. God dang it. There was a speech by a man. Um Yeah, I can't. Charlton it was a it was a it was like a big speech he gave in their reaction in their uh NRA convention after after uh afterwards after after Columbine. I'm gonna do one more little search and that's it if I can't find it. It was good. It was like That's it right there. Do we get in trouble if we play YouTube on here? Yeah, copyright. Fuck. Um, okay, maybe this is it. I mean, maybe not. We're not monetized. Um, well, yeah, that's true. Um, Hessen speech. Uh, one of the things was, if we tuck tail and run, we're going to be accepting responsibility for what happened. Um, oh, yeah, here it is. Ironically, the leaders, okay, um, in the call, in recordings, they worry about how fruitcakes, wackos, and hillbillies in the membership might react the De- if the Denver Convention were scaled back in response to Columbine. Because they were thinking about scaling it back. Mm-hmm. So they called <laughs> their people fruitcakes, wackos, and hillbillies. They called an extremist part of their group. Wackos. But they're still like, they're still like their group. It's I, that's, Yeah, see, I think you read into that more than I do. I read into that as, at the time, and I, I do believe things have changed since um, through some misappropriation of funding. Oh, NRA's in trouble right yeah. now. Yeah, so I think, I think they're on the way out. But there's other um, two-way activists advocacy groups mm-hmm. that are kind of taking the rein on that. Um, but at the time, that was probably the largest Second Amendment membership group. Absolutely. They were super powerful. So, I mean, that's no different than if I consider myself a Republican. There's certainly some fucking extremists and crazies in the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. If I was considering myself a Democrat, there's no... I'm convinced there, there's the same in that. So I feel like that's just them recognizing as the largest thing. Like, there are always people in your group when you're that large that there's extremes extremes there's extremes so uh, yeah i yeah the fact that they recognize that great but now the argument could be the fact that they haven't tried to like address the extremes might be a different argument but i don't yeah i agree there's probably wackos in there for sure oh yeah well there's i think there's there's wackos in every every group every group has fringes yeah you know um and also Recorded or not, I feel like an internal conversation trying to revolve around something like that, a group has to be honest. And so uh, recognizing where they were as an organization, an advocacy group, blah, 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 they're not Mm going to take responsibility because they don't feel they were responsible. Like, I don't know. It's an internal call. That's a great point. 
That's a great point. Yeah, I I I I see that. As no different. Like the media's taken this internal conversation, and and they're like saying, "Oh, look at the terrible things they said." Mm-hmm. And uh, when, in all reality, it's a it's a conversation among the heads of a group, at, right after a fucked up right situation, fucked and they're brainstorming. It, they are. I I guess for me, the part of it that bothers me was they're brainstorming more from the direction of like how do we save the NRA mm-hmm. as opposed to the direction of like this is such a terrible situation like like we need to do something mm-hmm. you know and so it was like it seemed very uh uh business like sure you know and and so it it's i think it spoke to the the NRA's um was was more interested in self preservation sure, sure. than it was about trying to do whatever it could to to address this tragic incident. Right. You know, for for me, yeah, I guess no, and I understand that's that. the takeaway that bothers me the most. But you are absolutely correct though, because there were other parts of it where I was just saying, you know, the wackos and the hillbillies and everything else. And it's like Yeah, it's it's an internal conversation between heads of a group and they're trying to mitigate, you know, they've got to be honest. They gotta say, well there's these people. Yeah, I mean, if you're one of your workers was driving one of your trucks and, God forbid, accidentally ran a stop sign and fucking T-boned somebody, mm-hmm. and you're having an internal conversation on your next steps, like, us as people are probably going to, I mean, this is a lot smaller scale, but yeah, absolutely see how the other person is doing and, and how your coworker is doing. But the same token, you're going to have a conversation at some point about the cost of this on your business and things to that extent. Sure. And so that that's all my point is, is, yeah, would you like to hear a little bit more uh, how to, you know, what's the statement or worrying about the families of that, that tragedy? Probably. But at the same token, I recognize it's internal. I don't know the actual released statement. And if right. it had anything in it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's all I'm saying the- is I feel like this is one of those cases where if you and I have coffee and I start complaining about my wife who I love very much, Samantha, like that's a conversation between us too. Well, that's I, not something I, never I went complain and, about my wife, but that's not something I go turn around and tell my wife. Right. No, I understand. Yes. Yeah. I don't complain about you, Sam. I love you too, Sam. We all love you, Sam. Yeah. Thanks for letting us be here. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Now, do you have anything to add to that? Cause otherwise I'm going to backtrack no backtrack. Go for okay. it. Okay. So we were talking about what's going to happen if he gets off yeah. with just the thing. And I thought there's going to be protests. And I feel like that's going to turn into more rioting for Kenosha um, just by a historical level. Mm-hmm. Now, on the flip side of that, what I think is, I don't know if odd is the word, but let's say he gets the sticking caboodle. I don't, I don't know. If that is, a, that a, is that a northern Wisconsin I don't know. term? It's the sticking caboodle. He gets it all, right? Yeah, the stick and caboodle. Life in prison, guilty on all six charges, blah, 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 blah. Mm. What do you think would happen? Oh, I feel like it will fucking harden the resolve mm-hmm. of every single person that distrusts our system. And it will add more people to that side. 
of distrust of the system because it would be if if it comes out that it was self-defense as it seems it is and he gets everything thrown at him just because it's a, i mean i don't know how it could be any other any other thing than a political statement or a or a like a, um pandering to the people that want to see somebody mm-hmm. pay um Ah, uh, I think that I think the resolve of whatever side you're on is going to harden, regardless. It's true, yeah, it it will. But I I don't know that I don't know what would happen if he if he. I think that like the people that want him to go would put on a big fucking celebration. Mm-hmm. They would show their fucking da 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 da. Finally, this fucking guy got what he deserved. All this shit, like all of their bullshit that they've been saying out there not all bullshit but all their stuff all the all the spewing of the mm-hmm. information it'll be feel very justified and then they'll be celebrating yeah and then on the other side the people that that don't want him to go to jail the people that don't see it that way they'll be fucking angry really fucking angry yeah and i think Do you think there'll be protests if he gets everything? I think there'll be protests. Do you? I don't I don't know how those protests turn out. Yeah. Um but I I think there'll be protests and I think that and and oh man, that's hard. I think I know where you're going though. I think that what you're saying is that there'll be protests but or there won't be violence, there won't be riots, yeah. there won't be that kind of I think there's stuff. a vo- more vocal and more I don't know if active is the word, but on the guilty side, regardless of how it comes out. Like that's been the vocal side that's mm-hmm. historically in like the last few years, that's been the the loud side. It's been the we're gonna go out and protest or whatever side. It's well there's still protests from the from from the more right leaning Republican side. You saw when they had the open carry law shit, everybody showed up in towns with all their guns and they protested. I remember. Was there many people who did that? Yeah, because Trump was like, "There's good people on both sides of that situation." Oh, that was that thing. That was that thing. Oh, you know, it's like there's there's still plenty of people out there that are willing to go and protest and march on the Capitol and sure. all that shit. You want to talk about protests? Look at January six. They're still willing to do it. Yeah, you know, it's not like they they're not gonna do something. Sure, you know, but it's like, so I don't know. Could could it be another January six? No. I don't think so. Because they don't have someone stoking the fires like they did before with those, as a leader of the free world, you know. Do you think Trump stoked the fires on January 6th? I don't know. I guess I've never, I didn't, I didn't, um, like, actually read what the fuck the speech was or anything like that. You should read it. It's worth it. Yeah, but. I know it's over and it doesn't matter anymore really. I was going to say I don't really but, care. <laughs> but but I the reason I think you should read it is because he's still a very polarizing figure in that party and yeah. he's still a leader of those people and they still love him and they're still going to follow him and when 2024 comes if he does choose a run again, God, he's the not. guy. He's the guy. For and the Republican party, I really hope not. I really hope not. They have not disenfranchised themselves from him. They they're there he's their guy still. And and the people love him. 
I know a lot of people in my family that love him. And they can't wait till 2024. So if 2024 comes and we get him again, you should read that speech. Because that's what we get. Yeah. You know, that's why I think it's important to like... And and maybe that's why it's so fucking important for them pushing so hard on this January 6th commission to figure out what the fuck happened and start holding people accountable to it. Because if he comes back, all those same people are still out there. That's probably why they're focusing on the Rittenhouse case instead of the other one. Because they can connect, they can try and connect dots. Maybe, maybe that's what it is, which is fucked up. That's true. But it's... I don't... So, so uh, if he... Gets everything. I think there'll be protests, but I don't think it'll be to the extent that if he's not guilty, you don't um, think there'll be the violence and the and the like, the looting and the shit like that. I don't think it'll turn into rioting. No, um, and I don't. I just don't think it'll be as large as a protest as it would be otherwise. Um, primarily because I think it'll just go to appeals. It'll be an someone will they'll appeal the the. Uh, can you appeal? Can you appeal? A jury trial? Hmm. I don't know. I would imagine. I don't know. I mean, they already tried to claim a mistrial. What the fuck is Bill? I don't know. Bill. Um, they, they're already trying to claim a mistrial? Yeah, because the prosecution lawyer was saying shit that he can't say or something like that. Oh, I think that happens in every trial. Um, I don't know if you can appeal it. I don't know. Interesting. Um. I I do think it'll harden the resolve, like you mentioned. I think people... Yeah, I think... And I think it'll pull... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. Um, those in the middle of certain political sides who can who will look at the facts, I think will certainly pull them over. If, if the facts... Let's, okay, let's play it out like this. If to a common person who has doesn't have a dog in the fight... Yep looks at this situation and the facts point to self-defense on almost all counts and they still find him guilty of murder, then it will draw a lot of people from the center. Maybe not a lot. It'll draw a, a good number of people that are in the center being like, fuck this. Like, I'm so fucking tired of us right. trying to crucify these fucking people when facts are facts and they'll be like if this is the way it's going to be i'm going to go on that side because i'm fucking tired of it you know i think that's what's happened a lot of times and Mm -hmm. why the right got so strong was because it was like so obvious how the left-wing media was portraying everything in in a skewed light and so then people got fed up with it right you know And and i i don't disagree with being fed up with it what I don't agree with is taking the the full stance of like if I'm in this club then I'm all in. Yeah, I'm not I'm not for playing for teams. Yeah. I'm always on my team regardless if they're right. right or wrong. I'm not for that at all. That and I think that's the part that like I think I think a lot of people in this world need a team to feel like like they have a purpose, like mm-hmm. like they have a direction to go. They need a team to stand with, you know. And 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 you essentially become a one issue voter. On your one issue you're passionate about, where does my team stand? And right. that's the team I'm gonna live and die with. Right. And they're ride or die kind of yeah. kind of people. That's why a two party system sucks, people. Big time. Um 
So when when this does shake out, um, because there's no like racial tension in it, as there is with the Mod Arbery case, is this going to be as national a story? as when the Mott Arbery case shakes out. Yeah, I think you just look at where it's at right now and the attention it's getting now, regardless of race being involved or not, I feel like it's set up to be the bigger story, regardless of both um, verdicts. Yeah, I think, uh, unfortunately... Because... Not knowing facts. Look at the Armary case. Arbery case. God. Ahmaud Arbery. I know. I can't say it. Sorry. Uh, I got your back. Let's say that that's guilty. That's the system working. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. So there's not much to get angry about there. Well, yeah. And the people, like, like you, you're, I think you're 100% spot on. The evidence is far more obvious because they're, all the videos that, are, that were shown so far... And the audio is like these three guys, they could basically confess. Yeah. You know? And and like there's a video of his of like Ahmad Arbery's last moments. These guys took a video of it. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't think there's like a lot of room there to wiggle, you know? Right. And 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 I guess like uh um the uh the the uh defendants in the Mott Arbery case, uh, Reverend Al, I think it's Reverend Al Sharpton, was in was in the courtroom, and they asked the court to remove Reverend Al Sharpton from the courtroom because he's indim- intimidating, and they didn't want any more black pastors in the in the. Yeah, I heard that. It's like, who's going to align themselves with that? Right. You know, it's like, it's it's so obvious that these people are racists, yeah, and murderers. That like, okay, but on the on the flip side of that, do you think national activists should show up to these kind of cases? How do you, what do you define a national activist? What do you mean? Someone who is um, historically the voice, um, so like Sharpton or um, who the fuck else am I thinking of? Jesse Jackson. Yep. Like, who's who would be a right wing version of that? The NRA, I guess. I don't know. A uh, right wing version of that, like Lindsey Graham, maybe he's a senator. I know, but he's still like a polarizing figure on that side of the party. It's an old man. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know who who would be that person. Uh, um, that. Uh, the Bundy guy, he shows up to stuff like that sometimes. Okay. You know who I'm talking about? No. But <laughs> Ted Bundy? No, fucking Ted <laughs> Bundy. No, the Bundys, um, the ones that, that uh, the, the family that took over that federal uh, building, um, I think it was in Montana or something. I think it was in Montana over grazing rights. And they were like had a big standoff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the Bundys. You know, and one of them died on the way out running from the cops. He rolled his truck or something and he okay. died. Um, 
like they got acquitted of their charges. Okay. Um, so so he's he's showed up at a lot of right wing sure stuff. So in in any case, is there a place for a? I'm just gonna say national activist at a trial like that. Um. Because here's my thought on it. I think privately, if they want to meet and console families or whatever, fine. Um, but to be the public figure at something like that, I think adds to the... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not presence, but... It... Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I feel like it does something to the whole trial in a in a situation of um, it just gives the appearance, I would think, that oh, maybe not. I don't know. Now I'm just talking and I'm rambling. Okay, I'll, I'll stop. Step in. I'm going to step in. Shut me up. I, um, as you were saying that, I was thinking about the the black religious leaders like Jesse Jackson, Reverend Al Sharpton, and where they've shown up in a lot of places around the country. It's almost like it's their it's it's like their um their job almost. It's like it's their their mission is to I think attract a, as much attention as possible yeah. to these cases. And I feel like Going back in history, so many times black men were murdered or disappeared or or racially profiled, and these cases just like went quietly into the night, and nobody knew what happened. All of a sudden, all the there's a good, another black guy in jail, you know, and I think it happened so often that without the media attention getting focused on it, and then outside people actually seeing what was going on and getting involved, that it would have continued to happen. It's like what happened to uh, Selma, Alabama, when they crossed the bridge. You know, like nobody knew what was going on until the media showed up. Mm -hmm. You know, people were getting beaten sometimes to death for marching across the bridge. And it was like, and they kept showing up and like, they wanted to call out the national guard and it was like, nobody wanted to do anything about it until the media showed up and showed what was happening. And then, and then people that were like happily not in the know, happily sitting on the side, living their life, not really wanting to know what was going on. You know, not knowing, wanting to know the bloody details of, of how these people were being treated. Once the TV showed it, they couldn't ignore it anymore. You know, once once they saw it with their own eyes and they saw people getting beat and women getting beat and and trampled by horses and shit, they, they, they couldn't they couldn't be like, Oh, it's just another big protest by by the black people, you know. It's like no, that's a fucking crime against humanity. Right. You know, but it took all that media attention on it for for the for the people outside of that little pocket. I think is in uh, it was of Alabama to see it. And and then 
all these people who were so fed up with it were calling the White House, were calling their senators, were calling their congressmen and saying, what the fuck? We need to do something. Somebody needs to do something because we can't allow this. And then they called the president and the president's like, oh, fuck, I guess we got to do something here. So do you think that is still needed? I guess my point is... It's part of an old system. Sure. So if... And I'm thinking... And I I bring all this up specifically in the context of the Rittenhouse case. Mm -hmm. That's where my mind is at at the moment. So taking everything I just said for the last 10 minutes, that's where my mind is at. Okay. So if the NRA showed up at the Rittenhouse case and sat on the court steps and after every break was out there talking about... um, how misguided this trial is and blah, 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 blah. And how um, this is what we just talked about brought on by media pressure and it's totally ridiculous and blah, blah. Like if they were just pushing that narrative. Okay. I feel like that would have potential to influence what's supposed to be an impartial jury. Who's just looking at facts. And I feel like the same could then be said Mm. if on the flip side, if um, an activist was there on behalf of the prosecution bashing Rittenhouse every day. I feel like it would have the the potential to impact a jury. I mean, it's, I mean, I guess it's no different than the fucking media right now. Yeah, I, I don't think it's any different than the media now. So I ju- I'm just wondering if if there's actually a place for something like that, and and in the the instance of Sharpton, I only say that because like, he's not like their family pastor. He had, he has no connection. to No, he is, he is, he is, he is the pastor of, of all African Americans. He is a representative of all African Americans. He is the voice, maybe not all of them, but, but like, he's the voice. He's the one that stands up and speaks to represent the whole, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and I think when you're talking about a minority that has been, held down for so many years they needed somebody sure, like, like sure. martin luther king or somebody to stand up who can represent the whole and and i think it's jeff it's changing and and maybe it's not as necessary as it used to be because the media represents them so much more than they used to well i don't um, know if the media represents anybody other than themselves but well they're using their yeah their their uh position to better to more monetize themselves sure. either way right. i like that argument that's valid yeah so i think that i think it's just part of that part of a system and and as far as like influencing the jurors i mean yeah there's just like with media today i don't think there's anything anybody can say that's going to influence them more than what they if they wanted to read or, or click on any article they would want to i would think in a situation like this anymore these high profile trials i'm surprised that they're not just sequestered right away yeah you know put them in a fucking hotel no outside contact for however long they got to be in there other than maybe their family that's it because because there's so many opportunities to influence somebody and i guess maybe my the premise of me bringing this whole thing up is just the fact that in my head i just want the facts to stand for themselves and i yes and i have an issue with on either side basically the lobbying of a narrative oh yeah and 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 so and when i say that that's my biggest thing is like i don't want 
organizations or individuals to lobby at a fucking trial. I just want the trial to speak for itself. There's a prosecution whose job is to prove something, and there's a defense that's supposed to defend against said prosecution, and then there's a jury that's supposed to decide. Innocent until proven guilty. Like I that and and so again, all of that is just brought up in the fact of like I dislike again either side fucking trying to influence or advocate for a certain verdict. Yeah. We it's it lends to a uh it lends to the opposite of a fair and impartial system. Yeah. It's, either side. Either side here. Oh yeah, absolutely. I agree. And 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 we've allowed it. You know, well, and from what when you from what you're saying is maybe at one point it was necessary. Yeah, I think it was necessary because it wasn't a fair and impartial system right. back then, and so now it's now it's part of the system. Now yeah. it's part of the this is what we do when there's a high profile trial because we know that the system can be f- not be fair and impartial, and so this side's going to be fucking rallying, and then the other side's gonna be like, wait a minute, if they're going to fucking rally, then we got to rally. Because if we don't rally, then it's going to look like we're copacetic, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's like it's a then then it's it's a I got to put get on the defense, and then this team's got to get on the defense, and and so it's all it's all we gotta we gotta have a voice because their voice we can't right. make sure we we got to make sure their voice isn't louder than our voice, mm-hmm. and and unfortunately, as we have seen, the louder voice tends to get the attention, which tends to steer the public. And I think that is where the power lies, is when you steer the public. Because the public vote. And when the public vote, they put into office for the, the people that they like. It's a fucking popularity contest. It doesn't. It's not based on merits anymore. It's not based on, did they follow the line? It's, did they follow my line? Mm-hmm. You know, do I like this guy or do I not like this guy? Or do I like this woman? Do I not like this woman? And so it's like... It's a, it's not any more based on merits as as it should be. That's not the way it is anymore. And I think that people feel like that the judge, the judicial system is is in the same bed as that. Mm-hmm. You know. So, I think that if like we want to fucking level the playing field and get both sides and make the people in the center have something they can believe in out other than left and right. Walk the fucking line of the law. Regardless of the outcome, walk the line of the law. So a judge can say, I don't care what you believe in. I don't care where you come from. This is the fucking law in the state of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. This is it. You know, the jury said this. This is what we are. This is our verdict. Done. You know, that's the way it ought to happen. You know, but is it? No, we'll yeah, find out. Either. We'll find out. We will. I think it's time for a piss break. Yeah. <laughs> Delete first hour and twenty minutes of this conversation. <laughs> Fuck that is awesome. <laughs> hey, we're back. <laughs> uh there was a, a map comparison between when uh Republicans were in charge and when Democrats were in charge of the state and gerrymandering and uh they both were fucked up. Like as far as like the districts. Oh yeah. Like it's not like it's not like one group is saying ours is uh 
we don't want to do it. And this is logical. They're both doing what they can do. It's, it's, it's like, if you're going to do it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. It's what it is. It's not like this is the right thing to do. And that's like going all the way back to like that fucking school board meeting. It's like, nobody wants to say this is right. This is wrong. This is how we treat people. This is not how we treat people. It's all like, where, what side are you on? Mm -hmm. You know, do you, do you have the fucking red shirt on or do you not have the red shirt on? Because if you don't have a red shirt on, then you must be one of us. And if you got a red shirt on, there's no fucking way you're one of us. And that's the shit. God, that's for, so God help the guy who wore a red shirt on accident. I know. It, it's it's like, that's the shit that's so fucked. Is that like, we can't see past our noses. You know? And 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 it's uh it's super fucking annoying. Let's change the subject a little bit. Um Please and thank you. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's still it's not still, great. All it's right. still going to be a little heated, but it's 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 for a different reason. So, Baraboo, Wisconsin. Hey, everybody from Baraboo, Wisconsin. That's where we're from. That's where we are this morning. Our fucking drivers do not stop for people in crosswalks. Like nope. fucking assholes. Now, there are times when I'll catch myself where I don't see somebody till mm -hmm. it's like out of the corner of my and they're standing at the corner. And I'll be like, oh, sorry, dude, fucking, you know, I feel bad. But I try to pay attention, especially in Baraboo, Wisconsin, driving down Highway 33 to the middle of town. That's just fucking, there's a lot of traffic. And fucking people and kids cross that road every single day, okay? Every day. And, and like, I used to, it used to bother me. So the, the cops would... They would set a plainclothes officer at a crosswalk and he would attempt to step out into traffic. And when people would go by without stopping, there was five squads around the corner. They would get radioed in and they'd pull them over and give them a ticket for not stopping for someone in a crosswalk. It bothered me because it seemed like entrapment and mm -hmm. it kind of is, you know, it's a setup, right? But one day, this this spring, I'm driving down the road, and it's a it's a one it's a two lane road, one lane going each direction. Yep. There's a dude at the sidewalk, get he wants to cross the street, so I stop right, and this fucking douchebag from behind me swings around me into the other lane, and goes through the intersection because he thinks. Maybe I just fucking stopped because I felt like being an asshole. So he, 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 if that guy had been walking faster, who was in front of my truck when this guy went by me, he'd probably be fucking dead mm -hmm. or definitely in intensive care. I was furious. People are so fucking busy and so they got to go and they can't wait and all this shit that, that it's like they don't fucking think anymore it's like i gotta go i gotta go why the fuck are you slowing me down so last week i'm with my crew um in my truck and we pull up to the intersection of oak and eighth and we're waiting because it's busy and i got a trailer on my truck and i look across the street and here's this fucking kid on the far side of eighth on the the north side of eighth on his bike and he's waiting at the crosswalk oak and eighth that's a four-lane road. Mm -hmm. Two lanes going west, two lanes going east. So a car going east 
stops at the crosswalk. Okay. The cars going west, there weren't many cars. They were a little ways out. So the kid hops on his bike because the car stopped for him. And he starts riding across the street. And here's this woman in this, in this uh, uh, silver Pontiac. She is behind the car that stops. She whips out into the other lane so she can keep going. Because why is this dumbass stopped in the middle of the road? This fucking kid gets peeled. I was waiting for that not to happen. He got really lucky. Okay. Because it hit the back tire of his bike. It spun him around. It was so fucking scary. I thought I was going to see a kid get fucking seriously peeled. Still, she hit him. She hit his bike. Spun him around in the intersection. And like a fucking instant, I threw it in park. I jumped out of the truck and I run over there. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's come on. Let's get out of the street. Are you Okay. And this kid is so fucking shaken up. And yeah. I, I can't imagine this fucking life almost ended right there. And he's standing there. And this lady comes, she, she's up against the curb half a block down now. She comes running back and she screams, my brakes went out. She left a 20-foot fucking skid mark before she hit this kid. The brakes didn't go out. Okay. She's upset. She's like, oh, my God, are you okay? Do we need to call a cops? Do we need to call an ambulance? What do we need to do here? What's, you know, all these things. So, like, she's genuinely concerned about this kid, and, and obviously she should be because she just fucking almost ran him over. I'm trying to talk to the kid, and, and he's so shaken up. And he's, like, wincing and holding his leg, but he says he's fine. And, uh, and eventually, before any any emergency people show up he rides off on his bike his bike's fucking back tires like a weeble wobble he's so scared and so fucked up and he feels like the the the, the sense i got from him was like he did something wrong somehow Mm -hmm. and uh and it's like what the fuck people like it's so fucking like what what's the answer to this situation to get people to understand Slow the fuck down a little bit. Pay attention. And, and, and if you see someone in a crosswalk, be courteous and let them cross a busy intersection because it's dangerous if you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, these are kids. They're not capable of making the most mature, informed decision. They just know they got to get to the other side of the road and they most of them feel invincible. You know, I'll make it. I did when I was a kid, you know. And it was like, so when I gave my statement to the officer, he's like, well, I got word from somebody that the kid was barreling down the hill and didn't stop and that he ran out into traffic. And it's like, who the fuck says that? Yeah. You know, it's like, no, we got three witnesses right here that saw him standing at the sidewalk and a car stopped and waited for him to cross. And it was just like, it was so scary, dude. It was so scary. I felt so fucking bad for this kid. I know. Your hands have been shaking the whole time. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that, but I've been I, watching I, it. I didn't notice it. I didn't. But it, it was like, like my kids used to cross that road every day. Yeah. 
And when my kids were crossing that road, it pissed me off way more, and I was way more aware of how bad it is. And it's like, as my kids got older and they don't have to cross that road anymore, I, I don't think about it as much, unless I'm driving on it. If I'm an active driver, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm aware if there's someone on the sidewalk and I want to let them cross. There's times when I'm driving and I see someone on the sidewalk and I check my mirror yep. because I'm worried someone's going to rear-end me. That's often how I feel. So I'm like you. I I try to stop as often as I can. There's a couple weird cases where, yeah, you just don't see somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel I feel like shit when that happens, Yeah, typically. Like I recognize when I'm in the wrong and I feel like shit. There's, there are some instances where someone's just standing there. And that kind of irritates me too. Yeah, like I, take three steps back just so I know. Yep. Like, are you trying to cross or not? Because you're just standing there. Um, but then yeah, it's like every time I stop, I'm checking my rear view mirror because I'm waiting to get fucking rear-ended, or I'm waiting to see the person behind me. I've never had someone pull like into oncoming traffic, but they'll try and like squeeze to the right of you. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like what? what? There's not even a fucking left turn here. I don't know what you're trying to do. Right. Um, yeah. It's it's like it's like they think. That like they're they're don't even they don't think yeah they're, they're they're like so focused on wherever the fuck they're going they're not paying attention to like why is this person stopping mm-hmm. like how many people I bet get fucking hit in an intersection because somebody stops to wait for them and some other car doesn't mm-hmm. you know that always freaks me out like when when I see somebody like getting into an intersection and I see cars waiting. Even as a as an observer, it freaks me out because it's like, are those other cars going to stop? Yeah. Are they going to recognize that there's someone in the intersection? Because A, they're on their phone. B, they're distracted by where they got to go and they're not thinking about it. C, they're distracted by the other drivers or they're not. Yeah, it's, it's all of the things. It's sad, but when like I cross a road, like I have to use, if it's a four-lane highway like or road, I have to use the first car like as fucking protection to peer around to make sure whoever's going in their same direction isn't yeah. still coming. And then I almost have to stop in the middle of the fucking road, like by the two fucking yellow lines yeah. and make sure no one's everyone's stopping the other way too. Yeah. I really like um, the intersections that have the flashing lights. Those make a difference. People see those. Like, you know, you walk up to it, you hit the button and the lights flash. Yeah. I, I like those. I do too. Those yep, people see those for sure. I don't think it's reasonable to put those on every crosswalk, obviously, but your major ones. I yeah, and maybe that's a situation where it's like we should have like maybe five or six major places where people cross. Yeah, like, and then if it's a busy street, you know, it's like maybe don't put a. I don't. Is it is it is it realistic to not put a crosswalk at every single intersection? Is it like, should there be designated intersections where people cross so they're safer? You know? Yeah. So it's like... Stoplights, for sure. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. You can't put a stoplight at every intersection, right. you know? But it's but like, I'm, I'm thinking 8th right now where there are stoplights. On that stretch yeah. of 8th of going through town, there's one on the, the west end. Yep. By the schools. Yep. And then there's one on the east end yep. by East School. Yeah, yeah, I guess there's only two. There's only two. So it's like, but then you go farther down by by the uh, by the Pierces, there's the yellow flasher, mm-hmm. and a lot of kids cross down there. And then there's the yellow flasher. Where's the other yellow flasher? Is there another one? 
I don't think so. There should be one up by uh by GLW. Yeah. There should be one by GLW. Well, there's the stoplight there. GLW kids can walk to the high school True. and then cross there at, at Oshner Park. But I think but if a lot they're of going them, I think a lot of them cross by uh what is that, Hill Street? Yeah. Yeah, they cross right there. Because if they're going in that direction, that part of town, there should be I think my, there might be another one there. There okay. might be another one there. Regardless, it's an issue. Yeah. It's an issue. And I don't I'm assuming it's probably not just an issue in Baraboo, but it's a fucking issue here. Like with that main road going through town like it does and the amount of traffic that's on mm-hmm. it. And like nobody drives thirty five on that road or twenty five. Right. I mean, barely people drive thirty. I usually drive twenty seven, twenty eight, and I get passed all the time. You know? It's like there's and I don't know. I've I'll say I've caught myself going thirty on there or oh, yeah, you know, sure. or faster, but it's like until you hit the fucking rough part, and you're like, yeah. maybe having a really shitty road is like what's saving maybe people. Part of Wisconsin's strategies. Yeah, like we're gonna save pedestrians, but you have really fucked up roads because if you drive fast, your car will fall apart. <laughs> That's fucking. It's getting an overhaul though. Is it next year? It's gonna get completely redone, <laughs> turning lanes and all kinds of shit. So right. maybe they're gonna address some of that. But it was a scary situation, and it's just like, man fucking pay attention people like yeah. stop for people to crosswalk when i cross a crosswalk i have the the uh, um advantage of being a very big person yeah you're tall for sure and so when i cross i like fucking make myself look really big and i'll fucking st- i stare at fucking people when they're coming up fast i stare them hard and it's like if they don't seem like they're breaking i'm waving my arms and i'm putting my hands out in front of their car i'm doing all that and it's like, I know there's times when Stephanie's like, we shouldn't cross yet. And it's like, fuck mm-hmm. them. <laughs> fuck them and their asshole cars. I'm going to no, cross. I'm, I'm with you, man. Eye contact. And I typically wait. And when there's eye contact, I wave. Yeah. Like, thanks for stopping. Yeah. But also you st- see me and I am actively crossing. Yep. Yeah. There's, 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 or, or there's, there's two ti- different waves. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's the wave. Like, there's the panic. Thanks, wave. man. <laughs> like, well, no, like I, like I have, I have, an, uh, I have a thank you wave and I have an aggressive wave. I have a fuck you wave and a thank you wave. <laughs> my my thank you wave is thank you for recognizing me and seeing me. I'm like, it's just like a, hey, thanks, little hand up in the air. Appreciate a smile. The other wave is like, you better fucking see me. And if they're coming up fast, it's like, hey, dumb fuck, I'm standing here. That's yeah. the other wave. Well, even at, a, even at a four-way stop, I'm thinking by the coffee shop, like, I won't cross that road if someone's at the stop sign unless they look at me Oh yeah, basically acknowledge that I'm crossing. Mm-hmm. That eye contact is huge. There's a, there's definitely a pedestrian side of this yeah. that's got to be pointed out too because you're right. When someone's standing there at the, at the crosswalk looking at their phone for five minutes yeah, and you don't know, are you going to cross? Are you not going to cross? What's going on? So it's like there's, a, there's an etiquette to crossing a road. If you're going to cross, you make the intent. You make eye contact. You put your hand up. You, I honestly believe that... There's a place to stand if you're gonna cross. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna, if you're intending to cross, you stand where that little ripply stuff is, yep. right at the edge. Yep. If you're not standing there, I'm not thinking you're crossing. Right. You know that makes sense. If somebody's wa- actively walking towards a crosswalk, and they're not at that point, I won't stop okay. because I'll keep going because, like, until they get there, like. None of the other cars are going to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've had that situation where I've stopped for somebody who was like maybe going to get there and then they t- take a left. Yeah. You know, or I stop and they're and they get there and they look and they look 
And then the other lane just keeps fucking going for mm-hmm. six or seven cars. And then finally they step forward because it's it's a little intimidating, I understand. Yeah, and the like, other cars stop. Yeah, like I don't want to start. It's frustrating when you have to start crossing while traffic's not stopped mm-hmm. just because one car stopped. Especially in like multiple lanes like that. Like you almost mm-hmm. want all the sides to recognize your crossing before you get going. Because I don't want to be stuck in the middle with. Right. Because as soon as I get in the middle, I know the cars that I just passed are going. Right. And I don't want to be stuck in the middle of four lanes with traffic still going both ways. Um, how do you think that's going to work with autonomous cars? Because you know that shit's coming, right? How is an, how is an autonomous car going to recognize a pedestrian that's actually crossing the street and not sitting on their phone? Good point. You know, like if they're let's let's say let's say they're in a thirty-five zone and not a twenty-five zone, thirty-five miles an hour, and all of a sudden someone steps out. I mean, they're cameras that are supposed to recognize mm-hmm. objects, but if you're doing thirty-five, you're gonna fucking lock them up, dude. How many people? Okay, this is totally fucking bizarre here. How many people are gonna purposely try and get hit by an autonomous car? I think people already have. Have they? I think so. Because I've, I've heard stories about people getting hit by autonomous cars. How many people try to get hit by fucking regular cars? True. You know, it's like you always see that in the movies because it's real. But autonomous cars, someone's going to be like in fucking all gray so they look like the road or some shit like that. Or they're just waiting. Yeah. Or they're just, they just know that this Google fucking car is going to be through this neighborhood. Or maybe they follow it, figure out where it's going, and then they get ahead of it. You know, it's like think of the fucking lawsuit. Think of the the money well, the, you're well, gonna make. All those make. cars have to have like fucking three sixty dash cams to record everything. Right, I know, but what I'm saying is like, okay, so like if I can guys like, all right, I'm gonna like yeah, to your point, maybe they have to wear like something that's very muted in color so that wouldn't recognize you as, as like an object and then like at the last second you step out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like but even then, with a 360 dash cam and you got the video footage, it's going to be hard to prove. True. You know, that's a good point. It's going to be hard to prove. But I think people do it. I think I do. I think there are people out there that are desperate enough to make a buck that they'll put themselves or their vehicles in harm's way so they can try to sue some sue this multi-billion dollar company. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm changing topics on you. Going back to being a driver. Two uh-huh. questions, so don't... Let me forget, I have two. Okay. When you're driving and someone on a one-lane highway, or I'm sorry, a two-lane highway, so... One lane each direction. One lane each direction. And you, someone in front of you is making a left turn, but there's enough, like, uh, curbside mm-hmm. that you could pass them, technically. Do you yep. pass them or not? Depends on where it's at. Think Farm and Fleet right now. I think... At Farm and Fleet, I do because there's a lane there. True. I do at Farm and Fleet because there's a lane. Um, if it's a busy intersection and it's a tight squeeze, uh, so if you go down by Napa, it happens a lot yep. there. Yep. Um, but there's no cars coming from the other direction in a, in a three-way intersection. That's only it's only that's only north south. And then the other, and then the one lane going the other way because the other way is just a guardrail. So I think that's even a little bit different situation because you have a shoulder there. Sure, you know, yeah, you, you know, no one's gonna try and hang right. Yeah, you know, nobody's going that way. You know, nobody's gonna be stepping out into traffic that way because there's not a crosswalk there. It's like you know that like there's a situation. So there, are, it, it depends on the situation, but there are times when like I will go around if a car is stopped. What's the proper thing to do? 
Because sometimes there will be like two cars that don't go around, and then people start going around those two cars, and then when the car in yeah. front of them actually turns left, they want to go straight. And now you're like... I think the proper thing to do is if you're the car directly behind the left turn car, you get to make the call. And everyone else should and follow And everyone suit. else follows suit. But like if you're two cars back, then then you're you're putting everybody in a dangerous situation. Yeah. I agree 100%. That's actually what I do is I follow the lead on the car in front of yeah, me. Like if their blinker's not on and they're I know they're not turning, but they're waiting for the other car, then I'll sit back with them. Yeah. So. That happens a lot at intersections where there's a four-way intersection at a stoplight and someone's making a left turn and on a green, Yeah, you know, do you, do you switch lanes? That's second and uh, Broadway. If you're sitting by uh, that little car shop. Second and Broadway. Off a of second at the stoplights right by Johnson insurance. Yep. If, if I'm in, if I'm turning okay. on to Broadway and I want to turn left, does the car, should the car go to the right lane to go straight on to second? Because it's a green and the other cars are stopped. Yeah. If there's room, if there's room, I don't have a problem with it if it's the first car. I don't, if I it, don't either. But my issue is if, if the other lane is turning left as well, and someone goes straight, they that's, don't necessarily see that car going that's straight. That's a great point. You have to, yeah, that's a really great point because that's that's a situation where you can, someone can go the other way. Correct. So that's maybe in that situation the etiquette would be not because it's more dangerous. I guess when I think about that, generally in that, in that situation I don't because, because it's a four-way intersection. See, I typically do. You do. But I've almost got clipped a couple times because I feel like I just pop out of nowhere. Yeah, because you do. I mean, especially if you're in a if you're in a smaller vehicle like mm -hmm. a car, mm -hmm. and you're behind a pickup truck, I always take it. I always take that into consideration. Like the vehicle in front of me, can other people see me or sure. not? That's because valid. that's a big thing for sure. You know, it's like. But if I'm in my truck, and I'm behind a car, I can see if somebody's coming. If there's a left turn signal going on, but yeah, generally, I will say in a four way intersection, I tend, I I will tend not to. Jump out to the side. Jump out to the side in a four-way, yeah. I was talking about on a four-lane road when the left lane is the turn lane, but it's also a go-straight lane. Oh, yeah, where it's like those. Like, say, on on uh, uh, Highway 33 and Ash where the light is yeah. there. And for all of you people from different countries that listen to we're this from Spain and shit, we're, we're, we're saying words of streets and stuff, but basically I think you, you follow what we're saying you got a four-lane road. There's no designated turn lane, and someone's turning left and waiting for traffic to get an opening to turn left, but there's not an opening. So then you end up getting cars that are piled up one, two, three, four deep, right? So at what point do you just be like, okay, I'm stuck here, but I, I think a lot of people are looking for that mirror to see yep, when you can is, pop there, out. is there an opening behind me to pop out? You know, and the, and the dangerous part comes when, when one or more people or two or more people decide they're going to pop out at the same time. I think that's when it gets sketchy. Yeah. Because, like, like uh, I've been there where it's like I'm at the back and, and I've got room to pop out and go around. So I'll go and all of a sudden this other car that's a two cars in front of me will want to pop out as I'm going because mm -hmm. they didn't see me start go when they made the decision. Yeah. 
you know, and once they made the decision, they're no longer looking in their mirror. They're looking forward. Yep. You know, and so it's like, oh, fuck, there you are. Like that. Yeah. I try, If I knew that was happening, I would purposely try and give myself a lot of forward space as well. Yeah. Like often, especially when I get down into Reedsburg, fucking get too close to somebody who's making a left turn. And uh, so I, I can't stuck. go anywhere. I, I have no space. Yeah. Um, I had one more question. Yes. Question number two. Okay. Crossing a four lane divided highway. Okay. So highway speeds going one way. You're at a stop sign going. So you have to turn, let's say left. Think sky high and highway 12. Yeah. And you want to turn left. I know what the question is. So when you get to the median, are you on the right or the left side? Oh, you're on the right side. You got to stay in your lane all the way through to the, till you go until you pop out. You have to, if you get into the fucking left, you're a dick. If you get into the left, you're a dick because you're blocking people who want to turn left. True. So, hang on. I got to draw this. I got a whiteboard. You <laughs> draw, talk for a second. Draw it on the whiteboard. Everybody, Kyle, this is this is a first in the Kyle Knight the conversation. We're getting out the whiteboard. Holy shit. If only we could take a picture of this. If somebody was here to document this, like, Bill. fucking Bill. <laughs> fucking Bill. So... You're at a four-lane divided highway, and you're in an auxiliary road attempting to merge into the four-lane divided highway where you have to cross traffic. So let's say you want to make a left-hand turn across the median into the opposite side of traffic, and there's always the, there's the space in between the four lanes in the median that's like the turning area if you want to go into the auxiliary road. Everybody, Kyle is an artist. Uh, all right. I see it. Yes. So if I'm here. Yep. Kyle's in, we're, we're, we're on the auxiliary road. We're in the right-hand side. We're going to cross traffic. And I go here? Yep. Even though cars are coming like this? Yes. Cars, but so the thing is, is that cars shouldn't cut that corner. If you're making a proper left turn, that corner should be in your lane. So that car should, that green line that you just drew for the car should be a wider turn. Go all the way. There you go. Now make it wider. But they have to cross you. They have to cross you, but the, they there you go. That's what that's how it should be. And what so, about cars coming this way? Well, the car coming that way, we'll have That's a great question. If you're But where's that is there is there another auxiliary road on the other side that they got to get to? There's, yeah, there's a road up here. There's a road over there. So if a car is going that way, then this is then a turn lane. Well, then you're just in a, and I think you, then you're in a rare situation where you have three cars attempting to make a, a left-hand turn in the same intersection. Maybe this car should just slow the fuck down and not go. Well, how do you know that, though? Because the traveling speed is 65 miles an hour. I know. So how, how are you going to aware, be aware that there's someone making just a left-hand turn? Just to confirm. Yes, we're confirming. This is not the play. Fuck, no. That is the asshole play right there. Because if you do that, then you block everybody. Yeah. Okay. So make a make the so make that guy. This way. Yeah. Then you got to cross fucking. You never cross streams <laughs> that you've well, you seen. Huh? So just to be very clear, and I hope you can hear me. I can. I can hear you to a degree. You got a little echoey going on, but I can hear you. This is what I do. Yeah. And every time I do it, I get criticized by 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 a passenger. By my passenger, which includes my wife and my dad. Really? Yes. I think that if you get into that far side, you're in the wrong lane. I agree. And also, I'm pretty sure the idea is if you pull up here, 
and stop, you can see traffic better. Whereas if you're here and someone else is turning, you're looking at them and you can't see this traffic. Right, exactly. Exactly. I agree with you 100%. (laughs) Dude, you you worked that that whiteboard like nobody's business. (laughs) That... So there, there's a lot of like traffic laws and, and ways of doing things in, in, in different areas of our country that are like, like very much set to that area. Like, so when I was, uh, when I lived in LA for a little while, mm-hmm. it has a very specific set of rules. Yeah. You know, it's like in LA, you can't like, you know how here, if you want to make a left turn, you go past to this, you go past the crosswalk into the middle of the road and wait yeah. for your opportunity. So when the light turns red or yellow, you're still out there, right. but you turn. If you do that in in uh, in Los Angeles, that's against the law. Okay, because it it's like there's so much traffic and so many lanes that it puts people in a dangerous situation. Um, because you're out like like let's say. Let's say you got a whole stream of cars making a left turn and and you have a left turn light and you're at the end of it and that light turns red and you're stuck in the intersection oh, blocking yeah, traffic everything. going the other way because there's another light down the street you're going with all the traffic you're following is stuck there. So you have to wait to make sure there's room for your car before you get out in the intersection. Because if you get stuck out there, then you block it in every direction. You're stuck in the middle of the road because there is no median in the middle like mm-hmm. that. Um, I know like a lot of states are going hands-free driving. That's a big thing. So you got to, like if you're in California, you can't have the phone. Oh, yeah. Up it to has head. to be clipped somewhere and it's supposed to be on your left-hand side. Really? Yeah, it's supposed to be on the left-hand side of your windshield. Or your dash because it, it it obstructs the least amount of view from. Hmm. So like I have mine in my vent, yeah. I have a, a vent clip so it doesn't obstruct any kind of view. But like if you're, but if you you can't have it in the center or the right. Yeah, see, I have Bluetooth is really taking over for me on that. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bluetooth. Is, I mean, it it takes, and that's what you're supposed to do if you're gonna get on a call is be on Bluetooth only. Yeah. You know, um, but they feel like if it's on your left you're less likely to fidget hmm. with your phone while you're driving as well. That makes sense. So like although my center dash is in the on the right and I fidget with that all the time. What? Like your oh, actual you mean, like infotainment you know, screen. Oh, your infotainment screen. Well, that's another issue altogether, you know, with like And now you can plug your phone in or even wirelessly put your phone on your infotainment like CarPlay, Apple mm-hmm. CarPlay and shit like that. Yeah. It's a uh, um it's a, it's a whole different set of, of rules we're learning when it comes yeah. to cars. So I tried to look this up because my dad and I actually like got into it. Got into it about this, and uh, I couldn't fucking find anything. Like in this specific instance, I could not find anything. There's a, I forgot what state it was. It might have been Texas or something like that. Where it depends on the size of the median. So if the median is at least 30 feet, you should be on the right side. If it's less than 30 feet, you should be on the left side. Really? Yeah, it was something crazy like that. Interesting. I There's some states that will put like dashed lines to like designate a lane mm-hmm. in the median. I yeah. feel like that's a great idea. That's a really great idea because it, it doesn't leave anything up yeah. for options. And now 
what I could find from the state of Wisconsin is that that is no longer a approved building, highway building thing. Now they're turning into J-turns. So basically, if you want to go left, in this case, it would be east, um, you actually have to turn right. And then shortly after, there's a U-turn section where you can make a U-turn oh, yeah. in a designated lane to then merge back onto traffic. That's like that's the way it is in Seattle. Yeah. Everything is U-turns in Seattle. Yeah, so you have to you can't cross to or you know. Yeah, you can't traffic. cross traffic. You have to take a right, then change lanes, yep. and then make a U-turn to go left. And then you basically merge back onto that yeah. way. Yep. Same if you wanted to go straight in this circumstance, you would t- take a right, take a left, then take a right. Or take a right. Well, well, if you wanted to go straight on You take Scott, a right, you'd make a U-turn. Go, go into the next lane. A yep. U what? A U-turn. Yeah. If you, you wanted to go right from from a, a, an auxiliary road. No, if you wanted to go straight across a oh, divided okay, highway. Okay, if you want to go this, yeah, in this in J-turn this, situation, yeah. you'd take a right, you'd yeah. switch lanes, you'd make a U-turn, and then take you'd a right. switch lanes, and then you'd take a right. Yeah. And if it's, if it, from a standpoint of like traffic flow and safety, yeah. if that makes more sense than the, than like the crossing of traffic, my problem is like okay, so you're gonna have to make that U-turn lane far enough down because yeah. in a heavy in a heavy traffic situation, how the fuck are you supposed to get over to that left lane? Right. How many people fucking take a right turn and merge directly into that left lane? Do you do that? No, it's illegal. It fucking drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. I will say, I sometimes I do it when I've got a big long trailer on the back of yeah, my truck. Yeah, you, you're kind of because forced to. you you can't you have to you can't make a tight right turn. But it, it bothers me so much when someone, like, I'm I'm in a four lane, I'm driving in the left lane because there's traffic coming in from the right, and someone will merge right into my lane, yeah. and, they, and they're not going the same speed as me when there's a perfectly good lane that they're supposed to stay in on the right. Yeah. I, you're supposed to do that. Same with, like, stoplights. Like, when you pull, turn from a stoplight, you're supposed to turn into the closest Yeah, the lane, lane that you're in. Yeah. Um, I think the only place I can't do that is like if I leave Culver's. If I leave Culver's and I try and take a right, I cannot make that tight of a turn. Because the way their parking lot is set up, it's really fucking yeah. tight. Yeah, that's their 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 entrance is fucked. It <clears throat> should have been farther down, but I think that because in their their uh location in comparison to the building next to them, like they couldn't put yeah. it down there. But I mean the correct thing would be use the other exit behind the building there. Yep, it would be. But when I leave the drive through you don't. Well, because it's right there. Exactly. It's such a fucking little tight thing. Drive-thrus are, drive-thrus, it's interesting because they're not really set up to accommodate larger vehicles. You know, I noticed that, like, I, I, uh, um, sorry. Yeah. You you have a a big truck. I drive, I drive a, I drive a full-size truck. Yeah. Um, and, uh. It's like most drive-throughs now with a full-size truck, they're more designated for cars and vans with a narrower wheel stance. Yeah, but it's like I I feel like in cities, I get it. More cities have probably the percentage of large trucks compared to cars that are going to be going through a drive-through in a city is probably very small. You know, I think there's going to be definitely a higher percentage of cars going through a drive-through, and they're more de- designed for cars and vans. But I feel like in rural areas, that should be something taken into consideration 
when you're in an area where four-wheel drives are, mm-hmm. are more of a dominant part of the, the car culture in that area, add six inches to the drive-through. Your six inches or my six inches? You're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're four centimeters. <laughs> yeah, man. How many times have you curbed it trying to go around a corner? Every fucking corner. time. Yeah. Every time in that truck. I, I took my truck to Minneapolis. I told you that when we went yep. in the underground parking garage. Oh my god, it was so nerve wracking. I had to peel my. And this is just in. a this is just a Tundra. This is your Tundra. It's a Toyota right? Tundra. It's not your two fifty. No, it's not an F two fifty. It's yeah. not like a. It's not. It's a full size truck, but it's yeah. it's like. Well, but to be, I mean, trucks to are be fair, trucks are changing. They keep getting fucking bigger and bigger. They do get keep getting. Yeah, pretty soon. I mean, not pretty even pretty soon. Like. There are many underground parking garages I can't get into. Yeah, I know. You're telling me when you went to the Stones. Yeah, it's like you just just couldn't, you know, like the top of the truck, it will touch the bar. Yeah. You know, I went when I was in Seattle, I drove my truck out there, and I went to park at the, the hospital where Bailey was at. And, and it's like, it's weird. Like, people almost, like, look at you and, like, sneer at you when you drive oh, in a you big, the truck. big truck. Yeah, it's like, it's like, why aren't you driving a Prius, you fucking gas-guzzling <laughs> son of a bitch? Um, and it's like, damn right. You can't fit in this garage with that dinosaur. You know, it's like, it's like, it's, it's that feeling, but I will, it's odd. So I think trucks used to be big. Like if you look at the old Fords and the old Chevys, they were pretty big. Those old Fords used to stand pretty fucking tall. And then we went into the, like the eighties gas crisis and all of that. And then everything got smaller. Everything got more streamlined. And then I think also the insurgents of the, um, not insurgent, insurgents with a C, of of uh, the um, Japanese automakers and the Ford yeah. automakers that make smaller vehicles. I think they steered that smaller vehicle, you know, um, in in the truck market. They steered it to a smaller a smaller version of a truck. Well, you, you used know? to have the boom. Then you had, yeah, uh, like a smaller full size truck. Yeah, and then compact trucks. Yeah, Toyotas, Nissans, uh, the Mazdas, old Rangers. Yeah, the Ford Rangers. But see, like the original Rangers were not a compact truck. They were a full size truck. That was considered full size. It was a full size truck. Okay. You know, like the F one fifty took the place of the old Ranger. No, it took the place of the F one hundred. Do you well, know that it, was a thing? Well, I did know it was a thing. Yeah. But, but like, did it? Well, the, I think the F. I think the F one hundred and the Ranger became. Like the the small version, like the Ranger became the F one hundred, and the F one fifty took place of the Ranger. See that F one hundred looks huge. I'm well, looking it up right now. What's the what's the what's the Ranger look like? The old Ford, like the seventies Ranger. Original Ford Ranger. That looks smaller. Really. Eighty three. Yeah. No. 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 I'm looking no. No. At no. One. You're looking at the. No, no, that's no. Yeah, no. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. The yeah. old school Ford Rangers. Yep. This guy. Huh? Yep. Yep. Well, no, before that, wasn't was, that was that's the first gen man. in '83. Ford introduced a very oh okay. So I think that's a that looks like a smaller truck. That does. It does. So I was thinking that guy. Yeah, the new. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. So I was thinking maybe yeah i i was mistaken i thought that those old 70s ford pickup trucks like there was one called the ranger that was like looked like the f like the big version they had the same looks history of the f150 dun, dun, dun. fucking bill you know bill just 
Yeah. So okay, the F-150s have been here for a long time. Okay, so here it is. Ford F-100 Ranger. Okay. Yeah, okay. That was the original. That's it, So it did yeah. say Ranger on it. But, it, you know, so that was what I was thinking about. And that's a big truck. Yeah. They're big fucking trucks. You so know? the F-150 was introduced in 1948. And that was a smaller one, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, those were little. Yeah, but that was, at the time, it was... It, it was either that or it was a big, like, like Mack truck. Yeah. Interesting. Um, let's keep on vehicles. Do you think, so with this new $1 trillion spending bill we just did, Yep. should the government be paying automakers to make electric vehicles? It's tricky. I think it's, I think it's, it's tricky. Um, I think it's tricky because if they, if they don't do some version of that, mm-hmm. then, then automakers are, are, are never going to move towards more sustainable energy vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, People will always choose money, always. I think big companies especially, not people, but big companies will always choose money. And it's been proven over time. This is like electric vehicles aren't fucking new. No. You know, like, but the the major automakers bought up the plans and the designs and squashed them and hit them away. So, so they wouldn't be competed with, you know, because their model and where they make all their money is fuel, gasoline. And it's all, and it would always be that way, unless something got them to change. So it's either like, do you set carbon taxes and do you penalize big companies for for making gas vehicles? Is that would that be a better way to do it? I don't know. It's like, I don't think they should be. I don't. I don't. It doesn't feel right that they're paying them. I mean, to, I agree. For a short answer, it doesn't feel right that they're paying them because they already have so much fucking money. I agree, and uh, and I do not think that the money that essentially we are paying, we are, you pay taxes. That's the government paying people. You're not going to see those savings. You're not going to get the the electric vehicle isn't going to drop in price because this automaker just got a billion dollars. Well. Depend, not here, not here. It did like it did in Norway. Norway went like fucking eighty percent electric in a matter of like five years, and but the Norwegian government actually gave people massive fucking rebates to buy electric cars. Yeah. So instead so they of giving the money to the manufacturer, exactly. they give the money to the buyer, which is. I think that's better. I agree. I think it's better. You're you're more incentivizing the buyer than you are the manufacturer. I mean, I remember when the eco eco vehicles came out, the the hybrid vehicles came out. The government set up, uh, um, uh, whatever they like incentives. Yeah, like a rebate thing, wasn't it? Rebates and incentives to go more green energy. Yeah. You know, so I think that's more the route it should be, as opposed to paying the automakers. To I make, agree. You in, know, in the in the capitalistic society we have, why would you? Yeah, I, I, I don't. 
Let them foot the bill to retool to make because more they're gonna cars. they're gonna make their money back. They are hundred times over. So why yeah. are we paying for them to make more money? Well, same with same with electric charging stations. There there there's lobbyists for the auto industry, yeah, and they're in the up, pockets man. of the politicians. And so if it's a it's a one hand washes a other kind of thing, I think that's why we don't see that doesn't that auto. doesn't incentivize a consumer to buy an electric vehicle. No. That forces them to buy it when automakers only make them. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that was the point is the incentivization didn't work with the fucking Prius. Not enough people bought a Prius. Well, the incentives weren't big enough because you know what? People fucking love gas cars. Yeah. People love the sound of them. They love the feel of them. They love them. They love them. They don't want, they don't want to think like that they're going to be a silent car. People want like, there's so many people that just whoa, they want a gasoline car. They want oil. You know, it's like, what am I supposed to do when it breaks down? How do I fix a fucking, I can't fix a carburetor on an electric car. So I got to take it into the, to the man and have them fix it for a thousand dollars. Like it, it takes away people's ability to, to do their own shit too. Mm -hmm. You know, how many years have people been fixing their own vehicles because they can. And now you're going to have to have an electrical engineering degree to be able to fix your own vehicle. You're not going to fix them, dude. They're going to be like everything else in this world. It's going to be throwaway. I was talking to a mechanic, and he said, uh, what the hell is he talking to me? He's an older guy. So he doesn't even enjoy his job anymore. 90% of, or he said 90 to 95% of what he does isn't fixing things anymore. It's replacing things. Because that's, because there's, it's more, val it's like there's more money to be made in replacing than fixing. Yeah, it's like things are just designed to break. And so he just, you know, instead of like, Small engine guy rebuilding a carburetor on a snowblower. I don't just buy a new fucking carb and stick it on. Yeah. Because it's cheaper. Yeah. So so here's the thing. I think that things always broke. Always broke. Things always broke. Like fucking, I was watching a, a, a um, barn finds kind of fucking mm -hmm. thing. And this guy came across this old mock Mustang. Beautiful fucking car, right? Barn find. So he had an expert come in. An expert's like, okay, so here you go. Like, this thing only had 27,000 miles on it, right? He's like, okay, so here's where they had to put on a new piece of exhaust because something broke. Here's where they put on a new front end because something happened with the front end. Like, shit always broke, mm -hmm. you know? It's just become way more uh, uh, economical to just replace it than to fix it because to fix it, then you have to pay somebody a lot of money for labor hours to, to fix it. And this, and and when you can buy the the whole part for a third of the price, right. why wouldn't you do that? Why would you pay eight hundred dollars to fix a front end when you could get the parts and pay three hundred dollars? Sure, you that know? makes sense. But and then you and then you just take the shit and throw it away. Yeah, well, that's my issue with it is everything just gets tossed. Yeah, it, it is. I think like in consumer electronics and stuff, the throwaway. Is a is a way bigger issue. Yeah. Like, like how many times do you just fucking throw away like a a, a speaker or something that doesn't work as well anymore because because it does or a phone? Fuck, take phones for example. How many phones just get fucking tossed because they lose their charge? They're no longer valuable. And you can't fix it. Mm -hmm. You can't fix that. It would take a guy. 12 hours to peel it apart, put a new battery, resolder the circuitry, put it all together, and then you got a, a phone that's void of warranty and all that shit. Right. You know, it's like 
the whole system is not is no longer designed to. At fix least with things. phones, they're really pushing the trade in stuff. They are now. Yeah. Yeah, I re- I remember like there was a point where there was like mountains of fucking. Yeah. Dead now, yeah, phones. I have no idea what they do with an old phone when you trade it in. Well, they send it over to China, and little kids take it apart for the for this for the components that they can recycle, and there's and it's like dangerous fucking shit that you're not supposed to mess with, and and yet. Like that's what happens to it. Mm. Little 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 kids take it apart and they get paid two cents a fucking day or some Jeez. terrible shit, dude. Our our whole system is like, like the way we send everything overseas because it's cheaper, is like that's that in and of itself is almost a humanitarian crisis. Just just because we willingly send dangerous toxic jobs overseas to people that are willing to do it for pennies on the dollar mm-hmm. and with no safety restrictions because we can make more money we know it what we're doing it's all about the money it's like this phone right here your phone right there i bought this phone i know for a fact that this fucking phone was put together by people who don't make shit in a dangerous environment and 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 it's like i still wanted the phone i still bought it you know, so what's like, where's, where's the option for people who want to be conscious? There is a phone called like, like an eco phone or something. And it's built by people who make a living wage in a safe environment. But it's a phone that is like, or used to be the last I knew, it had like half the operating capacity Mm -hmm. of, of a modern phone for twice the price, because it costs so much money to sustainably source the materials to pay the labor to put it together in a safe environment at a living wage. It's like, it's like we're, we, our conscious, our conscience as a, as a people stops at our wallet. Like that's where it changes. If it affects my wallet, I might be able to justify it, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with that. It's fucked. <laughs> Everything's fucked. Everything is fucked. Everything is fucked. So, are you gonna watch? Are you gonna watch Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers play the Seattle Seahawks this afternoon? Damn right. See, so you got your sweater on, your hoodie. I was. Sam wants me to go to the store after this. I was going to uh, wear sweats in, but I'm like, eh. Should look semi presentable. Yeah, well, don't know why. When I get up in the morning for our podcasts, I try not to like. I don't. I, I like. I try not to dig through my drawers and shit because I'm like I don't want to yeah. be super whatever. So I'm wearing the same thing I wore all day yesterday. You know. So when I go home, looks I'll good and clean. Yeah, dude, I got a problem. What? <laughs> when I come home late at night, it's not even late. But when I come, I got home at like ten fifteen last night. Stephanie was already in bed. I was watching my friends do an improv group downtown, um, and we I watched the improv thing, and then we sat around and chatted for a while and had a drink, and then I came home, and I was, like, feeling pretty good. You know, not, like, drunk, but I had that nice little, you yeah. know, buzzy feeling, and uh, I did not drive home, so everybody knows. Yeah, you're, like, two blocks. Yeah, I'm two blocks. Walked. So, um... You also didn't drive in this morning. No, I walked in this morning, too. I like walking in the, in the morning at, like... If I'm not getting a coffee down the street, I, it's like it feels good. Yeah, you know, I like the I like the fresh air. But anyway, 
I got home and it's like, just got that little nagging snack. I'm just looking for a little snacky snack, something to like nibble on, right? So I go to the fridge and I'm, I'm, I got that like feel good impairment going on. <laughs> I like the little jiggle you got going you know, on. I got, I got that like little feeling. It's like, oh, I'm just going to have a little snack. Got a little, you know, oh, look at that. So I had a Tupperware, probably a, like, I'm, I'm holding up my hands so everybody can see it. Softball. <laughs> it's a little bigger. Bigger than that. It's like, uh, um, probably four inches. Four inches square at the top, and it's probably four inches tall. So it's a good size Tupperware, okay. you know. And they say like when you have a meal, it should be like the size of your fist. Like that's how much food you need. <laughs> that's what they say, right? Whoever the fuck they are, they don't know me. Anyway, I got it's got like a nice layer of risotto that I had made, and then some some uh, um, some baked cauliflower, and then I and then some sautéed chicken breast on top of it. And it's like, oh, sounds I'll just, great. I'll just nibble on this chicken breast, right? It's all I need. I just want a little snack, you know, and it's like, it's probably maybe a whole chicken breast worth of chicken sitting there. So I'm sitting there, I'm on my phone, fucking looking at my fantasy football. I'm eating the chicken breast. Next thing you know, I'm eating the bro- or the cauliflower and I got a fork there. I'm like having some fucking risotto too. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm just like shoveling this shit in my face. I realize like I, I look, <laughs> I look down, I got risotto on my, on my hoodie where I'm like sitting and, and I look in the containers, like 90% gone. I'm like, motherfuck, how much food did I just eat? I ate so much food, bro. When I was just sitting there, <laughs> like feeling my good little feels, watching my fantasy football. And it's like, Jesus Christ, I feel like shit now. Like it was a totally unconscious thing. And I, and it's like at night when I'm the only one up and I want a snack, I will, I will do that. Because the it's like I, I don't know if I'm the only one, but I, I doubt it. No, I doubt it. <laughs> it's it's like um, I just eat at night. Yeah, yeah. so do I. It's like I, I, it's one of those things that like. So when I was single, and I only had my kids half time, way back when, I knew I had this issue, and I wanted to stay fit, so I. I didn't, I just eliminated all the food from my house that I could other than just the basics. And so there was nothing to eat at night. There was nothing. Like if I wanted to eat something, I had to get up and cook a whole meal Mm -hmm. and I wasn't about to be doing that. So that was the way I was able to like not eat at all at night. And that's what I need to do because I already had dinner. I had dinner at 530. What did I need to eat for? You were hungry. You know, I was right. I was bored. (laughs) Um, then when my kids would come home, we'd go shopping, buy all the stuff for the kids and everything. And then I, I swear to God, as soon as they left, whatever was left of their shit, eat it. I, I, I would eat it or I would bag it up or I'd send it with them. Oh like, I, yeah. Just like, keep it out. Take your fucking fruit snacks and your granola bars. Just take it to your mom's. I don't want it here, you know? And then if like, if there was like a leftover pizza or something, oh, I'd fucking whip it in the garbage fast because I knew that would be trouble. <laughs> it's like bad news. But no, dude, it's like. Well, I thought you were going to say came home and had some more drinks. No, I'm pretty good about that. I, I'm pretty good about knowing my edge. And I never, I, kinda, I don't like waking up in the morning feeling like shit. It's not a good feeling. Like that kind of semi hungover. Yeah. Ugh. Hate it. I hate it. Then don't do it. I, I don't. <laughs> Well, sometimes I do, but generally I don't. <laughs> All right, man, let's wrap this. You bet, man. Hey, I appreciate the conversation. Thanks for sticking with us because this one was 
This well, one was know. wild. Uh, this ended how it should have started. <laughs> I like that phrase. Ended how it should have started. Actually, it started pretty funny, but... It started great. It you, great. You, you got us off on those tangents. Wait a minute. You were begging me. You begged me before the show started. Everybody I was like, oh, yeah, I know about that. We're going to talk about some <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse. And then he, you were waiting, but you're going to lay it on me. That's okay. I'll take the heat because you know I like talking about that shit. Gets me fired up. <clears throat> yeah. All right, everybody. Love All y'all. Right. Much love. Have a good week. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Oh, hey. Yo. We up? won't be recording next week. No, we're going to be hunting. We're hunting. We're out in the out in the woods. So no pod for at least one, if not two weeks. Depends on how lucky we get. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Might have something to talk about. Have some good hunt. We should do a hunting stories version. We yeah. Should, who can we bring in to do some good hunting stories? We need somebody. That'd be fun. We got time to think about it. All right. All right. Later, Much love. everybody. Take it easy. Bye.